We're back for another episode of The Only Playbook. Week 7 is officially over. Some teams' playoffs chances are over. Some teams' playoff chances look like they've blossomed, like spring. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So it's it's a very pivotal week in the NFL season. Again, we're The Only Playbook. I'm Sweetcar. Shote joined us. Thank God you joined us. Last minute. A um, lot, <laughs> lot of up and down emotions there towards the end of the, towards the, uh, all day today, no, not knowing if you are going to come or not. But <laughs> glad you're here, Doc. And uh, we got Shovit as always. Um, Tuesday, football's over. You guys had pretty busy weekends. How were they? It was great. Um, yeah. Went to Formula One racing for the first time. Uh, I've never even watched a Formula One race. <laughs> there was shit ton of people there. Dude, what's so weird is I had multiple people on my social media that didn't know each other yeah. all there. Like, yeah. you guys were there. I was just telling him that same I, thing. Random people were there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't realize it was such a big sport, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest. Are we all just freaking living under a rock? Uh, you know. Have you guys seen a Ford versus Ferrari? No, I never watched is it. Is that yet. Formula One? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No, I thought that was NASCAR, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, no, it, it is crazy because I saw a lot of people there so confused as to how, how and when F1 got so big and I just missed out on the train or something. But um, what about you? You were freaking Florida. Yeah. It was it was weird. It was also ups and down. A lot of the plans got canceled because of the rain and stuff. But you know, got some things done. We can yeah. talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Glad we're all here again. Episode fourteen, guys. So fourteen episodes in already. Hell yeah! Uh, wouldn't be here without all the support we've gotten from social media, guys. The only playbook: Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, uh, every podcast app that you can think of. YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. Uh, thanks so much for the love, the support, the listens, the likes, the subscribes, the comments, um, everything, everything. It's It's been awesome, and um, we've just kind of been here for the ride, and it's only going to get better, I hope. Yeah, I th- it will. Today, so like this weekend, I met like probably like around 50 to 60 new people, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, just blabbered away about the <laughs> podcast to everybody. Uh, I was setting up people's like DFS lineups, a lot of Miles Sanders in those lineups. So don't hate me guys. Um, Dude, but, I, um, I did get a lot of notifications on the, on our Instagram with new follows. And I was like, I bet these guys, and the only mutual follower was you. So I was like, yeah. these are all guys that saw us <laughs> meeting on this trip. And it was like at 2 a.m. Yeah, probably. it was at random times. <laughs> I was like, drunk conversations about fantasy football. Freaking oh. love it. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, help spread the word. So anybody that watches, guys, subscribe like comment spread the word anybody that likes football uh i have a really good feeling they're gonna enjoy our podcast so um certainly appreciate it encourage it uh let's jump into the meat and potatoes as we call it first things first again another week goes by more guys go down injuries 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 uh dr roja enlighten us on kind of what we have today man we got some big names out this week um not it's never a good thing to see injuries but it's kind of nice to see covid people when you're playing against them on thursday <laughs> night so Devonte adams on the covid list uh i'm playing against like one of the craziest trio of receivers we've ever seen in fantasy football history uh-huh you know like the uh sean's team with oh yeah Devonte adams and hopkins he's and hopkins who's his third i think guy? it's cooper but he's kind of kind of died yeah off Mark a Cooper's bit. Died off. but yeah um your, your receivers are way better i was literally that. gonna say that but i'm glad yeah. you brought it up before me yeah. anyways <laughs> um so yeah Devonte adams on the covid list uncertain for tnf uh I, he can still get he can still play if somehow two negatives between it, right now which is tuesday and thursday yeah that's cutting it close i know so i i hope he doesn't but it's it's not completely ruled out uh, mvs should be activated off the ir 
Um, he's going to play. Not that he can fill in for uh, Devontae Adams, but he's always been his number one deep weapon. Mm-hmm. So the the deep bombs, desperate situations are back with MVS. The drops yeah. are going to be back too. But Alan Lazard is also out. Right. right? Alan Lazard is out. So I, so I was talking to a bunch of people today uh, in my group chats. I was like, oh, you got to look at Lazard. Look at these statistics. I was throwing him <laughs> stats from here and there. And all of a sudden he gets a notification. Lazard is also uh, COVID. COVID. So he's definitely not going to play. It's, it's too late for that one. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Dude. Cobb Day, I don't know. Cobb can even last that long. I don't know. That bodes so well for us as Vikings fans rooting against the Packers because not only are they playing the Cardinals, but now their receiving course right. is decimated. Right. So we'll uh, see. One thing I was going to mention about Alan Lazard, did you guys know he's 6'5"? Yeah, he's tall. He's humongous. Yeah. Wow. Why is he not getting utilized more in like jump ball situations in the end zone? Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever. I mean, shut myself up there. <laughs> but dude, I did. J- yeah, I don't no, know that's, why that's six huge. five just kind of threw me yeah. off. Um, uh, maybe he just doesn't know the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Sony Michelle and Alan Lazard have been hanging out, I guess. Oh my god. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, they, I mean, we'll see. He's back. He scored a touchdown last week, yeah. so um, they're using him more. He was also injured a lot last year. Yeah. So maybe they he w- they just weren't using him very much. But he's back. And um, next up on the injury list, uh, probably doesn't help anyone, but it just helps football fans. Zach Wilson, uh, it says everywhere it says sprained PCL. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to say because you can't really like sprain a PCL. You can sprain a joint, mm-hmm. but you can't sprain the actual ligament. Like you can like tear it, you can like stretch it, but you can't you sprain could probably, it. Could you strain a ligament versus yeah. sprain? Yeah. All right, that would probably make yeah, better sense. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. But yeah, like people like Stefania Bell on ESPN, <laughs> they were, I was like, aren't you like a licensed physical therapist? <laughs> You're not supposed to be saying stuff like that. But anyways, uh, he's out. Um, who knows? Who knows how long? Because um, if it's torn, torn, he's not going to be coming back. If he's just, you know, actually just strained it a little bit, he could be back. But at this point, this is your future. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't anticipate him coming back anytime soon. Um. Anyways, uh, Josh Jacobs left the game last game with chest contusion. Uh, you know, chest contusions when you have really huge pecs. Uh, it's, are it, his pecs too big? Yeah. They probably, uh, for your sake, yeah. being a Josh Jacobs <laughs> owner, you better it, hope bro. they're too big because. Chest contusions for people like me with no pecs. <laughs> I can't. If I get a chest contusion, I'm getting my ribs broken too. You know, like it does, the damage. It won't just contuse the chest. It'll hurt some ribs. But people like Josh Jacobs with huge pecs, it probably just got bruised. He should be fine. Uh, I anticipate him being fine. If there's any news about X-rays coming back negative, positive, we'll let you know. But they haven't told us anything yet. Uh, Jarvis Landry, that new that knee injury on like the last few plays of the game, if not the last play of yeah, that it was game, literally. Horrible. Yeah, he didn't practice yesterday. I don't know about today. I didn't get any uh, information about him today. So keep, uh, we'll let you, we'll keep you updated. Uh, but Nick Chubb is back at practice. Um, not sure how they're going to utilize him because Dearness Johnson was looking fantastic. Right. Yeah. He looked like an All Pro out there. Yep. So they might not have to use Chubb as much. You know, we'll see. If they're smart, they wouldn't use Chubb as much. Yeah. But um, Chubb sucks is, for fantasy owners. Yeah, sucks for Chubb fantasy owners. But hey, get in line. This is yeah. that time of the year where your players are going to be injured and you're going to have to know what to do with them. Yep. Uh, Malcolm Brown to land on the IR, that doesn't really matter for anybody, but that may matter for Gaskin owners. Um, I feel like Salvon Ahmed is going to come do some vulturing here. Yeah. But uh, Gaskin's targets should increase, his touches should increase, and he's one of those dynamic players, kind of like Miles Sanders, yep. where they're not the greatest, but um, if they get enough volume, they they have that ability to hit home runs. Yep. So look, look out for things like that. Uh, it is Tuesday, so we're not going to go in super deep into injuries. That's more for our um, Thursday episode this week. 
So uh, stay tuned. Check our Twitters. Uh, we've been posting some stuff about the injury updates and stuff. So yeah, look look for that. And then um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that, those are the money days for injuries. Yep. Notifications on at only playbook on Twitter. All the injury updates there, getting you ready for this weekend. Um, man, this. so before we kick it off to the recap of the games, let me just say this week's games were like sloppy. Yeah. There were a lot of lopsided games. Dude, the second half of the games yeah. was trash. What was going on? <laughs> I was so I was like, man, this must have been this we picked a good week to not all be together watch football because yeah. yeah. some of this action is dull as yeah. shit. Yeah. Um nonetheless, a lot of implications. People still won their fantasy leagues. Congrats to Shoat. Uh you beat Chovit. I lost. Um I've lost like two in a row now. I think you have as well. So yeah. fucking I don't know what's happening to us. But luckily there's like a big meat pile of yeah. three and four and With, four and three people. Yeah. And then it's a lot of bye weeks. This is gonna be bye week hell yeah. until week fourteen now. Yep. So like, you know, don't don't expect those uh standings to stay like that for very long. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And the first game uh on the board, this was what was going on Thursday night live while we were recording the last episode. The Broncos and the Browns were playing in Cleveland. Browns take this one 17-14. Close, close affair. Uh, they do cover the spread, minus one and a half. The under comes in at 41. Uh, the story of this show was one guy and one guy only. You just talked about him, D-Ernest freaking Johnson. Yeah, right. I was panicking during that show while watching that game because Chauvet had him, yeah. right? And he got a, he got really good numbers, 24, 23, yeah, something like I mean, that. 22 uh, carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Jeez. Solid performance. And not only did he, were the holes there for him to kind of get those yards, yeah. he looked good. Yeah. He was breaking. Oh, yeah. uh, he was, like, maneuvering. Right. Good, and uh, so he looked good as a running back. So, um, you know, I, I wonder if they're going to utilize him more like a Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb kind of roll when if nick chubb comes back wonder if that's going to be like a one-two thing um possibly yeah, yeah that, possibly you know. but the thing with hunt is he's a really good pass catcher mm-hmm. and i don't see Ernest johnson being that guy he's I, more like the nick chubb he's yeah like he's Hunt's very team. similar to chubb so in now they style. have two nick chubbs <laughs> yeah um I mean, I'm looking at his highlights right now. I'm actually watching those highlights. And sometimes he looks better than Nick Chubb. Dude, his cuts were insane. Look look at this. I'm not like I don't know. But anyways, um there there are plenty uh there's some teams that are decimated in running backs. The 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 Browns have an ample amount of those guys. They're not too stressed out. They're gonna be using the same philosophy. I was worried that you couldn't start some of these guys because they have to change their game up. Mm-hmm. But they, this is the same game plan they've had all year with shitty wide receivers and just strong running backs. It yep. looks like they're gonna continue to play with this uh, strategy and it's yeah. working. So last week, you know, during the the preview. Um, I had the Broncos winning this game, and I was like, you know, there's, there's injuries uh, for the Browns. There's yeah, the tackles. tackles. Both the tackles are out. Both tackles are out. How the fuck? And uh, the Broncos should be able to stop uh, the Cleveland Browns. Right. Third string running back. Right. With backup tackles. Right. right. So With backup and, quarterback. And Von Miller, <laughs> who said he was going to kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. Where's, I'll, I'll talk. Here? I'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. He, he apologized after the game, and I think he was, he was more embarrassed about what he said than actually the losing part yeah because mm-hmm. he didn't kill anybody i don't no. even think he got like anything he didn't do anything no brown's exactly played that's what you're saying is we they were decimated and it was like all right second third stringers come in come right in but play the same yeah. exact brand of brown's football right 12 of 23 first downs were rushing 9 of 15 on third downs 182 total rushing yards time of possession favored them 37 minutes to 23 brown's zero turnovers right. literally how are you gonna win how are you gonna lose Control the clock, run the ball, don't turn the ball over, right. be efficient on third downs. Right. Um, so exact same recipe to succeed is exactly what they did, regardless of it being Case Keenum, Dearness Johnson, backup tackles, um, but took care of business. Broncos, we've said it from week one, favorable schedule early, looked good, but they are the definition of fake news. 
Teddy's clearly not the f- quarterback of the future. I think we all knew that. Drew yeah. Locke, obviously, they've determined is not as well. Too erratic. So that's what they need. Yeah, they need Deshaun Watson. That's what they need. They, they do need Deshaun Watson. I know the rumors continue to swirl with a lot of these teams looking even worse this week. And so more names and teams have come into the picture for the sweepstakes mm-hmm. of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure the Broncos are one of them. They have to be. And But the only problem with the whole Deshaun Watson scenario is the asking price should be going down, right? So teams that are looking to trade for him should be in a favorable situation because what's the guarantee that you trade for him and he's even, like, he can play? Right. Like, he couldn't he go to jail? Like, they still haven't figured out all of this, right? Yeah. So you, there's still so much risk in, like, giving up draft capital for a, it, a guy who could never see the field. So from what I understand, I'm not sure if it's a criminal case. It's a, it's a felony. It, I, I thought it was a civil lawsuit and not a criminal lawsuit. So it's all about the um, money uh, and actually, like, so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, it's not a criminal case, a civil case, so he may not go to jail. He might just, but I'm not sure what the NFL's mm-hmm. ramifications, whether which, which way it goes. So you're right. There's a lot of questions on the on the legal side of things, and and uh, and knowing the playbook. You and you gotta you gotta imagine that the teams, if they're like aggressive in trading for him, they have to know something that maybe the public doesn't. Like like you mentioned, like maybe this is gonna lengthen to such a time where. Like, he's going to be in limbo, so while he's in limbo, he can actually play. You mm-hmm. know, like, similar to other people that have gone through court cases but make games and play and shit. So, I don't know what, like, I don't know how risky it is to trade for him because, again, you're trading for a guy that is going through so much, has a ton of baggage, yeah. um, and we don't know how that story is going to end. So, yes, if you get Deshaun Watson and he's able to play on the field, like, your team dramatically improves. Yeah, he's a top-five quarterback. Yeah, and so... Again, I, just, I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks. You got to figure for the Broncos, you got to take a chance at this point because your team sucks. Yeah. Your quarterback's not there. Neither of your quarterbacks are getting the job done. So I don't know. But the Broncos are now three and four. At least they get a favorable game next week against the football team. They'll be at home against the football team. The Browns going to have a tough, tough divisional matchup against your Steelers. Show of it. They're going to be traveling to uh, Pittsburgh there. So that should be a good matchup. Yeah. But. The next game on the board, the other team in your division, now leading the division, the Cincinnati Bengals are the real fucking deal. They were at the Baltimore Ravens this week, at the Ravens, and they dominated. Statement win, 41-17. to yeah. Six-and-a-half-point dogs winning outright on the money line, plus 230, man. Whoever took Bengals' money line, congrats to you. The over got shattered, 46-and-a-half, and the Bengals almost put that up by themselves. Um, man, holy the, shit. The Bengals almost put that up amongst just Chase and Burrow. Dude. Like that duo is ridiculous. That connection. That who's laughing now? Is, Nobody. Are the people that everybody are saying, else? Are the people that, that were saying, "Oh, you should get your offensive lineman. Don't get chased." I was get saying that. Lineman, right. And now who's laughing? Look, like that chemistry is insane. Yeah. And that the, there's no limitations on Chase's game. No. And this is only his no. seventh game, dude. He's, oh my he, god. On the field, already looks like top five receiver in the league. Right. And that's terrifying. Right. He's yeah. fast as shit. Pretty much doesn't drop passes. The preseason was clearly right. a fluke. Right. Catches deep bombs. Uh, catches deep bombs. Runs can down jump the middle. over you. Runs down the middle. There's nothing the dude can't do. I know. And and it's crazy. Like, uh, I'll go on air and say, I traded this guy for Kittle. <laughs> oh, man. I and, forgot about that. And, Shit, uh, I totally forgot about that, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> gave away Chase. I gave away Mitchell to Kittle. I was like, okay, you know, the, he had a couple of good games, but I didn't see this. In in a consistent performance yeah. Yeah. from Burrow to Chase like this, right? And, uh, I mean, they had two other wide receivers, right? right. Who would have thought they would have just ignored everybody else yeah. and just b- played college football? It, it's amazing, and yeah, uh, the Bengals uh, were one of those teams that were 
being disrespected, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. uh, I was the, one of them that were disrespecting same. them. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, and it's also a factor of uh, you know the Ravens were coming off of a, a two big wins. Yep. Right. They they had beat the Colts. They they beat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of like destroyed the Chargers. Destroyed, like a statement win. Right. The statement win destroyed the Chargers. But you're you're coming off and and week by week on NFL like on a, a weekly basis, it's tough to kind of maintain that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also tough when you don't get help from your running game. Also. Nope. Right. Uh, Latavia. Murray, um, Freeman. So uh, Freeman got the start, right? Yeah, and, and Bell. Well, those, oh no, Bell and Freeman. Yeah, Bell and Freeman had a total of what twenty nine yards. <laughs> um, and so you, you Bell had, actually got on the field first. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Freeman was dominating the early carries. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Freeman ended up ro- rolling into the end zone. Yep, but but that after that, touchdown. I think Bell was utilized until the last drive when there was checking down to Freeman the whole okay. time. Right. So outside of Lamar Jackson, I'm running running the ball. There's not anything that yeah. you can help no. that you help Lamar Jackson. You know, he's he's scrambling trying to make things happen and it just wasn't working out for him um i i want to point out uh that i i actually found this out later uh when i was looking at this game and uh like the recap and it was national tight end day yep in the nfl yep. which is every fourth october of uh four no sorry fourth sunday of october oh. really yeah every year the fourth sunday of october yeah okay uh, is is National Tight End Day and uh, CJ Uzuma mm-hmm. with the two touchdowns? Uh, Classic, to, yeah. <laughs> three catches, two touchdowns. Yeah. But I mean, ninety-one yards, right? It's not like three catches, ten yeah, yards, two uh, touchdowns. But he had to break a, a tackle on both yeah. those plays. But yeah, I mean, ex- you know, I'm not shocked. Like, shock's not the word I would use. Like, if he got eleven catches mm-hmm. and he had like two touchdowns, yeah. then I'd be shocked. But like watching this game, I was like, oh, that safety could have tackled him, missed mm-hmm. a tackle. Yeah, you know. But yeah. That's congratulations on National National uh, Tight End Day. Get in two touchdowns. Like, well done, well done. There's some other tight ends that did good this year. This week, it's a big Um, tight end week. So yeah, big tight end week week on National Tight End Day. Um, One fun fact: I feel like nobody knows. Um, The Bengals are actually 54, five and two, when scoring over 25 points since 2011. Wow. Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals. Who would have thought? Well, I mean, it makes sense because they've been so bad during that time, right? Yeah, and so. How many games is that? Like 60 total games in which they scored over that points because that's 25. the total records. Um, and that's in 20 years. So how many games? Out of how many games did they actually only put up 25 points, which yeah. means any game they score that much, they actually win. But what's their overall losses over that time? Probably a shit ton, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just surprising to me that their defense, uh, you know, actually stopped people during that time. Yeah, like, I know. Like their record is fifty four and five. Yeah. Forget the two ties. Yeah. Fifty four and five. Even if you're a shitty team, when you score twenty five points, you still expect to lose. Yeah. But that but their record when you score over twenty five that is insane. It's kind of ridiculous. That winning percentage is insane. Um, you mentioned it though. Ravens really out of sync, right? No yeah. running game. Lamar was sacked five times. They're one and four on four downs. So obviously yeah. four crucial down yeah. where you have to get the first down. And the yards per play, like they they couldn't find very many throws downfield. All of a sudden, the Bengals' defense just came to play. Uh, average yards per play, 5.5 for them. The Bengals, 8.3, right? And yeah. you talked about it. Jamar Chase, dude, eight catches, 201 yards. And that slant play made like four guys miss and then just turned on the burners, and mm-hmm. you could see how fucking fast he was. And the other thing is he wasn't getting guarded by some scrub. Marlon Humphreys is a good defensive back. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, he's. I would say he's maybe slightly past his prime, but he's still like considered a good overall defensive yeah. back and jamar chase made him look like a fucking rag doll yeah he, he he's got it all he can catch the ball he can route run and he's fast yeah, yeah. dude it's in um, i don't know it's scary i think i think uh Bengals are doing great right mm-hmm. i think we need to 
finally see this expose that's going on for the for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Like, we know they don't have good receivers, right? Yep. And this was a game where they needed those receivers to claw them back into contention. And they couldn't because it was still Lamar Jackson scrambling in the fourth quarter. Yep. You got at this point you need over twenty points, and this is not a team like they. This is a team that can come from behind against a team like the Colts, who are, you know, scrubs within themselves. They're they're not the best. You're not, I'm not afraid of the Colts yeah. coming down in the field and scoring forty points on me. Right. But what looks looks like you know the Ravens, who I anticipated to fully win this game at home against the Bengals, can't even score more than seventeen points. Like their offense is an issue, and teams that are going to score points. They're gonna beat the Bengals. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Ravens. Yeah. You know, Ravens are gonna pound and grind against these weaker teams. But it looks like when there's a offensive juggernaut on the other side, can Lamar Jackson throw the ball downfield and keep him in games? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, we've talked about Hollywood Brown. He lacks he lacks the catching ability, the size to be a true number one. Right? He can take the top off because he's fast. But we've seen him drop so many wide open catches. Yeah, I mean, he got 14 targets. Yeah. Right. He caught five of them. Yeah. You know and. I will guarantee you not all of those are Lamar Jackson's. No, fault, no. Right? So this guy, he's a great number two. He's a great number two. And Rashad Bateman's still too young to get 14 targets a game. Yep. And Mark Andrews was there, but he got shut down. Dude. So, you know, like a good team will find ways to win. And this team just crumbled under pressure like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tough game for them. Um, hopefully they can bounce back. They have a bye week, so they go in the bye week, regroup, yeah, come out that's strong. That's a good one for them. Bengals going to build momentum. They're at the Jets next week, so expect them to go 6-2 mm-hmm. and two there. Yeah. Um, so, nonetheless, that division is freaking good. Um, are you worried, Shovet, as a Steelers fan? As worried for the Steelers? Yeah. Because of the Bengals? Just oh. the division is so strong now it, with the Bengals. Tough. Yeah, you got the Bengals who are good. You got Ravens that you know are streaky at times. You got the Browns who find ways to win the game. Yep. It's definitely a tough, divi- tough division, and we've got tough matchups too. So, um, But the thing is, I don't, I don't know that the AFC is that strong, so we could still kind of squeeze in with this new format of extra seven, playoff spot, extra, extra playoff spot. So we could squeeze in, but it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a, that's probably one of the best divisions in football right now. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, so again, great matchup. Bengals going to pick up some more steam at the Jets next week. The Washington Football Team traveled to Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers win this easily, twenty-four to ten. They're now six and one, just sitting pretty atop the NFC North. Washington football team drops to two and five now. Packers cover the seven point seven and a half point spread, and the under comes in at forty-eight and a half. Um, this game was such a weird game to watch because you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers on the Packers side of the field, literally look like he was like in practice or in his backyard, <laughs> just playing very relaxed, yeah. no sweat. And then you have a guy like Taylor Heineke running for his life, like yeah. doing everything he possibly can to make like one completion. The Packers literally look like they weren't trying. The Washington football team looked like they were trying as hard as they possibly can. Right. And they still lost by 14 points. Dude, you um, know why they lost, right? Yeah. So I actually had the Packers defense this week playing this week. And I was sweating balls because the, the Redskins found a way to get inside the red zone almost every single drive. Possession, yeah. And they would find ways to just not score. <laughs> and crazy. it wasn't even so much that the Packers were playing good no. defense. They no. weren't. Honestly, yeah. they weren't. No. Heineke had – what was Heineke's stats outside of touchdowns? He had like – he went 25 for 37, 268 yards, one pick, but that was later. Um, and then rushing, Heineke had 95 yards rushing. Yep. Antonio Gibson had 51 on 14 carries. But at this point, that's kind of expected from him. And they were – you know, even – you know, Ricky Seals-Jones had one of his best – days so far without a touchdown but he had a good day terry mcclorn 122 yards and a touchdown that does not look like the stats of a team that no. got beat up 24 <laughs> yeah. to 10 yeah 
But well, the fact, yeah, four hundred thirty yards is what that all equates right. to, right? right? And and but they still weren't able 10 to ten points. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, I'm happy because the pa- uh, sorry, the uh, my defense gave me ten points because they didn't allow those scores. But at the end of the day, you feel bad for teams like Washington because of how hard they played. Yeah. I don't think they could have played no. better. So it was like it was literally just execution in the right. red zone. I mean, Washington won a four on four downs, right? Packers mm-hmm. had huge stops in the red zone. Fourth and goal at the one, stopped. Fourth mm-hmm. and two at the three, stopped. Third and eight at the twelve, interception. So, mm-hmm. like you said, it was a bend don't break attitude, but it was almost a lot of it was self induced. Like the one touchdown that should have happened was mm-hmm. when Heineke Ran scrambled. In. Nobody in front of him, right? And he just yeah. he just does like a roll tumble in. Yeah. But now with replays and slowing things down, what you saw dummy. that his shin barely went down, and he was at the inch yard line. He slid, right? Yeah, there was nobody there. Nobody dive. touched him. He, yeah. he just kind of gave himself up. I, I actually don't get that call because he didn't technically give himself up. He thought he was in the end zone. Right, so that that kind of irked me, but I wasn't complaining because I had the Packers defense. Yeah, it was a very subjective yeah, like because like you could have easily taken that as he just like yeah, rolled into the right. end zone. That's what it should have yeah. been called. Like because when receivers catch the ball and they fall, yep. the the play doesn't end where they the knee hit the ground yep. when they fell. It's, the play ends when someone touches him. You know, it's the it's the it's the give and take of this new NFL where they literally protect quarterbacks yeah, out the safety, wazoo, yeah. specifically quarterbacks. Right, mm-hmm. you literally like. Imagine he did actually intend to give himself up, and you don't think that, and then a guy just comes and rams him in the head, right. which is what people will do when you don't give yourself up on the ground. Right. But yeah, that was so ridiculous because at that point, man, I'm just like, dude, they're trying their ass off. Give him a <laughs> fucking touchdown, bro. Like they're not gonna win, but he ran yeah, that in. That's a I touchdown. Know. That was almost like you know semantics with the whole Des caught it, where you're like looking at 17 replays to like mm-hmm. make a weird call. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's a touchdown. Like just give it to him. But yeah. I mean. It sucks. It sucks. There's not a lot good going for the football team right now. Now they're two and five. They're going to travel to Denver next week to take on the Broncos again. Who are you know they're not good, but at that point, like who's who's Washington football team going to play? Where you're like, oh, they might win this game. The Jets maybe. Like yeah, that's it. And it, so it, it's tough. It's tough for them right now. The Packers. We talked about it. Thursday night football. Probably one of the best Thursday night football games we've had year to date, at least on paper. Yeah. Packers are going to be at the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, to be fun. Receivers decimated with COVID right now, so we'll see what happens there. Stick around for injury updates, obviously on Twitter. Um, but the Pan- the Falcons, the Falcons and the Dolphins played each other this week in Miami. The Falcons win this thriller, thirty to twenty eight, on the final drive. They're now three and three. Falcons slowly clawing back yeah. to mediocrity and relevance, and the Dolphins are now one and six in shambles. Dolphins do cover the spread plus two and a half, so that's a consolation victory for them as the over comes in at forty seven and a half. Um, this game was an offensive showdown. No yeah. defense, all offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Matty Ice getting yeah. the job done. Tua yeah. looked Tua, good, dude. I was I was watching this in Miami with a bunch of. Dolphins fans. Yeah. And I've never seen such like a dichotomy between two sides. Like they were arguing amongst themselves about how good Tua was and how bad Tua was. That tells you everything you need to know about this franchise yep. right now. There was kind of two sides to the game where like Tua had two interceptions, yeah. but then the, he also comes back <laughs> yeah. and allows them to get the yeah. uh, get, make it close when it's they're down by two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. there was those that two dichotomy you talked about within yeah. the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then here's a fun fact. Yeah, also, there, some random guy, he was like really drunk. He was saying how Ricky Williams is the best running back of all time. And then me and some guy from El Paso were there as well. And we were just like, la- just laughing our butts off. And we're like, that's a Florida man right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, I mean, that guy is a Florida man. That's as biased of a take as possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Ricky Williams is incredible, but there's yeah. so many running backs. I can backs name you like yeah. tw- 200 running backs probably that could potentially fight for that role yep. over Ricky Williams. Yeah. Ladanian Thompson? Yeah. yeah I mean, one of them. we could literally be on this <laughs> podcast for five hours <laughs> naming running backs. So, um, 
Whatever, outlandish take for that guy, but hopefully he followed our podcast and social Oh, he media. was not one of them. Oh, my Florida God. Man, Florida man did not follow All right, hopefully one. that was the first and last time you ever see that guy. Um, <laughs> but the Falcons take this one. You talked about it. Matt Ryan gets the job done. Kyle Pitts finally fucking doing Kyle Pitts things. Right. Seven catches. About time. 163 yards. He finally looks like he's a mismatch everywhere, and he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And his catches were not easy catches. No. One-handed, over the shoulder, yeah. like getting grabbed. The dude is skilled as shit. Yeah. There's a reason he went fourth overall. Yeah. Um, and Gusecki, no slouch on the other end, on the tight end side. Tight end day, both guys showing up. Gusecki, 7 for 85 and a touchdown. The tight ends came to play, man. The tight ends came to play. Uh, Tua, again, up and down. The thing I see on paper with Tua is, dude, I just, it sucks because I just don't think he quite has it. Like, <laughs> I, I think he tries really, really hard. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things he does well. He's really, really good at checking the ball down. He's got a lot of intermediate accuracy, which is nice, but... One thing I noticed is when he runs, you're like, oh, there's a shit ton of field in front of you. Oh, this is God. sick. That one, on he, the, yeah. the one where he ran on the left side, he tried to throw like deeper, but he had the easy third and two yeah. first down. Yeah, so I'm just like decision-making. I'm like, you're there. Are you not trusting your like legs or your athleticism to get you there? Because there are times where he scrambles, and I'm like, okay, bunch of open field. This is an easy 50, 20 yards. He gets like seven and slides, and I'm like, it's like he's slower than what I expect him yeah. to be. So he's like, oh, this is an athletic mobile quarterback, but he's not very fast. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look very fast compared to the NFL players. And his arm just seems, seems so slightly lacking. Like it's the arm strength isn't quite there. Like I talked about maybe last week or two weeks ago, yeah. he's having to put so much emphasis on throwing the football. And a lot of these like deep out routes, it's like, it's either barely getting there or the defender's there to knock it down. I'm like, okay, that maybe just lack of arm strength. I don't know what you guys think. You know, I, for me, it's like it's so easy to kind of like put the blame on the quarterback and 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 say that. And and yes, we have seen that Tua doesn't have all of the athleticism that you want to see in a quarterback. But you can't. I, I mean, for for me, I'm looking at this Miami Dolphins teams and allowing 400 yards to Atlanta Falcons. Um, yes, they've got explosive players, but at the same time, like week in week out, your your defense isn't performing either. So there's a lot of blame to go around, not just Tua. So for me, it's like it's like a whole team thing, and I can't just point my fingers at Tua and say like. They need to trade everything and, and anything possible to get Deshaun Watson. I think that that team as a whole just needs to get yeah. better. Um, no, you're right. You're right. The, this is definitely not Tua's uh, doing. The reason they're one and six is not because of Tua, right? There's this is the worst defense we've seen in the NFL at the moment. They're probably worse than the Lions now. But um, here's some good things about Tua, which you know there's not very many lately. But so Tua became the first QB in Dolphins history with over 40 pass attempts and over four touchdowns with a completion percentage over 80% in a single game. Damn. And, and mind you, like Dan Marino played for this team. Yep. So he played probably one of the, if not the best game a Dolphins quarterback has ever played. So that being said, you're still losing 38, to, yeah. or sorry, 28 to 30. Um, that makes you definitely look outside of Tua being the problem, even though he didn't play well. As, uh, like you mentioned, the execution, that was the, that was honestly one of the dumbest things. It was third and two, you're already in field goal range. You could have had a chance at a touchdown this score would have been different right now if that was the case and he just threw the ball for no reason that was no. one of the dumbest things of the weekend and he could have you know the reason we're, we're i'm nitpicking is because of plays like that yep but outside of that i think he played really well the defense still played poorly um the running back situation god knows what's going to happen you know got, gaskin got 15 carries for 67 yards uh, a lot of this game script was because they were down mm-hmm. so they did have to throw a lot hence to a throwing for 40 times um but outside of Gaskin, Salvon Ahmed only had like seven, six or seven rushes. So it looks like for the time being, it's safe to say you can start Gaskin on your fantasy football right, team. Right, right. And um, if Tua's out there, I also do like the receivers too. Yeah. Like I like Waddle. 
uh, who got seven receptions, eight targets. Like, I, I'm happy starting Waddle if Tua right. is out as well. So. Right. Yeah, the, the the recipe for them is they're going to be down a lot. Their defense sucks, so the offensive players are going to get a ton of opportunities. It just doesn't put Tua in a situation to succeed, yeah. right? So we can't put the blame on him because they're down a lot. Um, at the same time, this is the NFL, and the guy that gets the most scrutiny all the time is going to be the quarterback, yeah. whether we like it or not. So yeah. it's just it's one of the, I guess, the whatever, double-edged sword. Yeah. So any other innuendo you can so, think of. So we've been talking about the Dolphins a lot, but also kudos to the Atlanta Falcons, right? Like now they're 3-3. Three and three, um they could potentially be uh, a wild card contender. Granted, they beat the Jets, the Jaguars, and now the <laughs> Dolphins. So those are literally the three worst teams in the league. But but you play who's in front of you, right? Yeah, this, yeah. You can't pick your any, schedule. Any so, given Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Let's still give them credit. d we're still giving them credit, I, right? So, I, I, they are. I'm not. They are. <laughs> still got to get a win's a win in the NFL. They were at Miami. Uh, Tua had that impressive late game drive, 6 of 6, 95 yards, touchdown. Right. Take the lead. But Matty Ice, ice in his fucking veins still, bro. Running 75% <laughs> speed compared to the rest of the NFL, but he still gets the job done. Drives him down. Young Wake Koo kicks that game winner. I hit my survivor pick. I was on edge there because I was like, fuck, why did I just take a chance on a dumb team? In my head, I'm like, I should have just taken like an the easy Rams. one. Yeah, I was like, should have just taken an easy. I had to get cute. Uh, but luckily, they pulled this away. They have, they have another matchup that's winnable. They're versus the Panthers, right? We saw the Panthers defense get decimated against a Giants yeah. team this week and we'll talk more about that so uh, a chance for the Falcons to actually be over 500 next Four week three. that's yeah. got to be encouraging nothing encouraging for Miami they're going to be at the Bills next week so oh, um, maybe more to a, a lot of throws because that's what they're going to be ha- having to do so nonetheless now Falcons three and three Miami is one and six the Jets the Jets are also bad they're one and five they were at the New England Patriots this week um, who are now three and four after destroying the Jets. We're not going to see over 54 points for the rest of the Yeah. I mean, this was a this was one of the like the quietest 54 I've yeah. ever seen anybody put up. I'm like I'm like next thing you know, I'm looking over here. I'm like, okay, the Dolph the Pats and Jets, right? For me fantasy-wise, it's like the least implications I have. So, I'm paying attention to a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. Every time I look over here, there's more points being put up by the Pats and I'm just like, yeah. what is going on? The Jets are bad. The Patriots covered the seven-point spread. They hit the over by themselves. By themselves, right? 54 yeah. points. Jesus. 551 yards of offense by the Patriots. Um, zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, 551 yards, zero turnovers. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how you're going to lose that way. Mac Jones, 24 completions, 306 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. He's by far been the best rookie quarterback this season so mm-hmm. far. I don't think that's for up for debate. Uh, Damian Harris, the real deal, 106 yards and only 14 carries, two scores. Patriots doing the thing where the receiver is the running back. Brandon Bolden, six catches, 79 yards and a touchdown. Um, but, dude, they looked good. They looked good as they should against a Jets team at home that has nothing going for them. Zach Wilson's now hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else did you guys see? No, I mean, it was just like a very scripted uh, game for uh, Bilicek, right? Just run the ball, give Damian Harris the ball, and in, you know get inside runs, yeah. mm-hmm. and then screen passes, and no answers for that, no. like at all. So I expected more from this Jets defense. I was like seven. That's why you started them in fantasy this week. Oh, man, this is such, such a mistake. <laughs> don't, don't remind My, Negative 11 <laughs> points. I mean, this is it was just atrocious to watch. Uh I don't. I don't. I wonder what Jets fans are feeling like. That's got to be like, not not as bad as you because they probably expected to lose. <laughs> what's What's weird though, like to justify your take, right? Which is tough because it's minus eleven now because we're already after the fact. Yeah. It's not like the Patriots' offense is a juggernaut. That's the, right. Yeah. But for them to drop fifty four on the Jets, yeah, like, man, with it's, ease. It's It's like It's like let's say you have a, a brother that's ten years old, younger than you, 
and then like you you know he learned everything from you and you just you beat his ass through everything throughout your life throughout your career that's how i look at the patriots and the jets and they come at home when the patriots haven't won a home game Belichick just lost to tom brady like you know, you 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 give the you give the brother reference. I think that Bill Belichick is the, the dad. Jets' daddy. Oh daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. what it is. Straight I mean, daddy. Owen thirteen for rookie quarterbacks at home. There was nothing pointing towards Jets having a good day. Yeah, there was nothing. That was tough. You must have been really desperate. I take it you were, otherwise you wouldn't have started them. But nonetheless, lesson learned. We thought the Jets' defense actually was decent, yeah, which is were. the crazy they were seventh, thing. They yeah. were seventh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Seventh. Exactly. And you're like, okay, against a team that runs the ball a lot, yeah, it's a bend, don't break. They'll just run, control the clock, score some points. But 54, yeah, nobody saw 54 points by the no. Patriots this week. No. So um, just destroyed them. The Jets, shit doesn't get easier for the Jets. I mean, again, Zach Wilson left with a knee injury. Matt White literally looked like a Madden, you know, fourth string quarterback yeah. that just hops in. That On was like an auto-created auto player with the most <laughs> basic name. Um, yeah, third-year quarterback out of Western Kentucky took took over. And what's funny about this is even though, like, yeah, he played longer, so his numbers may look inflated, he actually looked way worse than Zach Wilson, which that's horrible for Jets fans. But as, a, as being Zach Wilson, you're probably like, thank God the guy that came in didn't look like better than me because then you're like where do you go from here it's number I, two I almost wonder player. if like anybody that's in that backfield as a quarterback probably just looks as bad you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean because I mean, at least zach wilson is like running around and trying yeah. to evade the defenses that are coming at him he's like in the pocket he's got yep. he's he's just it's yeah. bad you know, bro it's not yeah. looking good for him they're they're absolutely a mess they're getting help though there was a trade this morning oh <laughs> super bowl winner is Joe, now a Jet. He's Joe back Flacco with the Jets. Is oh, back. Joe Flacco. That's right. He's back to being a Jet. So, <laughs> I, so you know what that means. I, I bet the receivers get a little bit of love from that. Yeah. Because there's a lot more pocket presence. There's going to be quick passes. Yeah. So, um, if anything, Jameson Crowder's stock goes up a little bit. Yep. Everything else is still the same. Yeah, dump-offs. Dump-offs, maybe. Michael Carter. Mm -hmm. Ty Johnson. I saw that trade, and I was like, it's just so right that Joe Flacco is a Jet. <laughs> Wasn't like he, he a Jet before? Yeah, oh, okay. he, he was a Jets before? Yeah, like the very short, short tenure. Yeah. He, he, not for very long. But yeah, not for very long, but I think he was traded oh, there. okay. Um, he but yeah. He was like, like a, I don't know, like, a, what, was it Testaverde? Like, yeah, Vinny. Vinny Testaverde. Oh, don't disrespect Testaverde <laughs> like that. He's probably the greatest Jet of all time. He <laughs> uh, just seems like a Jets, like a, t a, yeah, a no, solid Jets mean. quarterback, like yeah. late in his career playing there. It just, it just seems fitting. Yeah, so they're, what, he's going to just step in and start? So they're like, all right, Matt White, third-year quarterback, you know, maybe you, you got something there. We're looking for the future, but we're like, we'd rather start this 37-year-old guy that we already know what we're going to get from so, him because we're tanking. So check this out. This is how big of a Jet Joe Flacco. He was drafted by the Jets. Oh, he left the Jets, that. came back to the Jets in 2020, left the Jets, came back to the Jets again. So he's been a Jet three times. This is his third <laughs> stint with the Jets. Yes. What? Yes. So I mean, as if... How does as, that work? As if you people just love, don't... You're just a Jet by nature. Who the fuck loves being a Jet by nature? That's literally we talked about where like your career goes to die. But I mean, whatever, Joe. I mean, you've already got a Super Bowl, so I'm sure he doesn't yeah. really care Big anymore. Toe, Joe. Yeah. So... I don't know. They're got to be openly tanking at this point when you're trading for a guy like Joe Flacco and putting him out there. Again, you have a third-year quarterback. It's not like any either guy's going to make you win. You're probably going to lose. You're looking to lose. Give the guy who's younger a shot. But no, they're like, we're going to take this 37-year-old or right. however old he is. But yeah, the Jets are decimated. They're playing for the top pick. The Patriots, three and four now. They're traveling to take on the Chargers next week. It's not going to get any easier. Um the Panthers, the Panthers, we just talked about them. They were at the Giants this week, mm -hmm. a spot where all of us, I think, expected maybe the Panthers to come out victorious. Yeah. I mean, they had a defense. The yeah. Giants are decimated. They have nothing going for them. And wouldn't you know it, it's the NFL. The Giants win 25-3. to three. Uh, um, 
Okay, this is wrong. Oh, the, were the Giants underdogs? Yeah, Giants were three-point dogs, so they covered the three-point spread. The under comes in. Panthers are the second fake news on the board, I think, next to Denver. We've yeah. called that out since day one. Yep, those two for sure. Sam Darnold, back to his Jets ways. Only 16 completions, 111 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. He got benched for an XFL start, and P.J. Walker, who looked actually worse than I, he did. I like the way he runs, though. I do, too. <laughs> but what's funny about running is the one thing that Sam Darnold was had doing well. for him was running, yeah. and he had zero rushing attempts. Yep. Explain that. You can't. It's time for Christian McCaffrey to come back. This was the best time for them to have a bye week. They have a bye week, right? No, they're at the oh, Falcons. Oh, no, they already used the bye week. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait, did they? Did they? Oh, God, I hope not. I need McCaffrey to have oh, a wait, bye wait. week. Oh, wait, wait. You would have remembered this. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not. But yeah. No, but you have Chuba, right? Have you have you had to bench it's, Chuba? It's for three and four, so, you know, that's seven. Oh, that's yeah. seven. There so you go. They haven't been in Logic. Week, yeah. yeah. Logic. <laughs> yeah, so now they got the Falcons next week. The Giants are going to be at the Chiefs, so that's going to be tough. But this game, again, Sam Darnold does not do anything, does not help the team in any way. P.J. Walker comes in 3 for 14 for 33 yards. Like, what the fuck is that? And then you got Chuba, 12 carries for 28 yards, just no efficiency. The team was sacked six times. Like, zero run game, 2 for 15 on third down. Like, how did they expect a win? What the fuck was going on? Why is Darnold not using his legs? The only thing that actually works for him. Their offensive line looks horrible. Like, everything just went completely south for the Panthers, who, you know, four weeks ago were like, we're 3-0. and We're the surprise of the NFL. Our defense is legit. What uh-huh. happened here? I'm, I think it's the benefactor of the Giants defense just showing up. And not yeah. not the defense as a whole, like that defensive line. Yeah. You know, like the guys, um, the the rookie, uh, Azez Ojulari? Yeah, Aziz, I think, yeah, Aziz Ojulari. Yep. Aziz Ojulari is tied for the most sacks uh, in the, with a rook, by a rookie uh, in a season with five and a half for the Giants. Nice. Um, so he's having, he had a, a balling out game, uh, three tackles for loss, five tackles, two, two and a half sacks, and four QB heat. QB hits, yeah. right? And then the other guy, Leonard Williams, right? One and a half sacks, three QB hits, mm-hmm. seven QB pressures on 36 snaps. So, like, it just, I think it was one of those things where, like, the running game isn't doing anything for you if you're the Panthers. And then Sam Darnold is not getting any sort of consistency and, and the things that you need a quarterback to kind of, yeah. when you go into the game. He like, lacks it all. Yeah, you know, he's just not doing well. And, He's and also he's like not the answer. You no, know, they, they he's just not. went out and traded him, no. and and uh, he's just looking like how he did when, with yeah. the Jets. And so clearly another team that's desperate for a future quarterback. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a lot to do with the defensive line of the Giants for sure, but they also send hella blitzes this game. Uh, Jabril Peppers or safety had a sack. He's actually injured. I think he tore his ACL. Oh shit. I think he's out for season. That's from what that's I remember. Uh, yeah, let me. I'll get back to you guys on Twitter on that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they're out with him. So out of all the injuries they've already had, they're less. They have their like best defensive player gone now. Yeah, so. and again, we talked about this under the radar. Danny Dimes quietly with a team that literally looks like they have nobody because everybody's hurt every week. Having a pretty good season, and he had a good game. Twenty three yeah. completions, two hundred three yards, a caught touchdown a pass. Caught, caught a one handed, yeah. like sick diving pass, and he got hit. It was one of those yeah. like old school plays I, where the receiver yeah. catches it and gets decked, and you're like, "That's a penalty." Yeah, yeah. Um, the but number no. one QB, the number one running back, and the number one receiver on that team. Yep. Not he's stats what? wise, no, oh, but yeah, yeah. you know, just yeah. <laughs> he's literally Bugs Bunny of that team right now, man. Quarterback Bugs Bunny, running back Bugs Bunny. Like Danny Dimes is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Booker had a decent game, 51 yards on 14 carries. Get, got into the end zone late. Um, but Robbie Anderson uh, on the other end. Does not look like a startable option. No, they, that offense looks fucking horrid. He's DJ Moore's stock dropped down yeah, too now. Yeah, I, I, it's time for a change there. I think what the change they're going to get is CMC. 
And if CMC doesn't cut it, then it's time to start changing quarterbacks. But I think until CMC comes back, just because he's 4-0 with CMC and then 0-whatever without CMC, there's a there's an actual thing CMC here to be effect, pointing. Yeah, exactly. There's a realistic effect here. So uh, we'll see what happens. Because CMC should be back. He should be. But I don't know. These hammies, he, I mean, he was already back like a week after tearing it. So I don't, I don't, you can't predict their thought process at this time. But if he had never came back and just waited it, he could be back this week. So, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but he should be, he should have been able to be back. Yeah. I talked to my buddy Jordan, who's a Panthers fan, and he says at this point, like, there's no need to rush CMC. Like, they're like, we're not going. He's like, we're not going anywhere. Uh, at this point, just tank, like, lose. What? Get a better draft pick. Damn. I, I, I hate that. I don't like that. I don't like There's three and three. Three and four now. Three and four. Three and four now. And um, it's not like you guys, have, they've looked terrible, these games. Like, the win, the games that they've won, they've won pretty well. Like, they have, their defense was, like, number one for, like, three weeks in a row. Sam Darnold was running things. He was throwing a DJ more. Things were clicking. Things are just officially not clicking anymore. So, I, I don't know if that's, like, you know, the Giants are the ones that I, I would be like, it's time to tank because of all the injuries they've had. Like, how do you come back from this? Yeah. And yet, they're out here winning games. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe in like two weeks we'll have this talk again and see where they're at. But yeah. as of right now, like I, 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 as much as I want to hit the panic button, I'm like eh, three and four. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait at least like two more weeks. Yeah. They got a favorable matchup. They're at the Falcons next week, which is a coin toss. So you win and you're back to 500, you True. know, and then at that point you're, you're back in the race. Yeah. And so the giants tough, they're going to be at the chiefs who've struggled, but they're still the chiefs. So that's going to be a tough test for the giants. Speaking of the chiefs, are they, they, were- are they still the chiefs though? Well, let's talk about that. The Chiefs were at the Titans this week, and holy cow, statement game for the Titans. They're back. They're the real deal. I, I, it- I apologize to all Titans out there for giving up on them after week one. Same, bro. Same. We, talk, we were talking about it on this pod. Because the NFL has been crazy this year, and I feel like maybe it's not just this year, but because we're so involved in this podcast, we're seeing more of an emphasis this year. But teams who early on look amazing all of a sudden crumble teams early who look like they were shit all of a sudden irrelevant like and it's only been seven weeks but so much ebb and flow like the the titans first couple weeks couldn't stop anybody on defense not at all anybody right they were winning because derrick henry was running 40 times and now three points given up to the chiefs offense Mm -hmm. 27 to 3 statement win Cover the four and a half point spread. The under comes in. They're another plus one ninety money do- money line parlay dog that just straight up hits. The Titans are for real. AJ Brown's back. Mm-hmm. Looks fucking amazing. Yeah, it's only gonna get better for him. For that's for sure. Yeah, AJ Brown is healthy. He looks like a number one again. Julio's back on the field, so helps at least take some defenders away. You still have Derrick Henry. Tannehill's always been sufficient, better than average. Um, but on the Chiefs side, are we? Are they in trouble? Is it trying to hit the panic button? Yeah. Yeah, so I was looking at their standings and or like schedule and who they have, uh, you know what what it looks like. They can be a solid ten and seven, looking at all the matchups and and it's it's like that's the best case scenario at this point. I mean, you know they've got some pretty tough matchups coming up, but they also have they're playing against the Raiders two more times and they can definitely yeah. uh, have like you know a one and one. Don't there. sleep on the Raiders, dog. I, I will not, not let you disrespect the Raiders like that. Not trying to disrespect the Raiders, but I'm just saying. No, like, I know. They, they, should, they are, can split it. They can actually split it. And yeah. so I'm looking at 10 and 7 for the Chiefs uh, for the rest of the season. Damn, only three more losses But you the all, Chiefs? Here's the thing. Two sides. One, yes, with the way they're playing, you're like, there's no way they only lose three, two times. Two, in any given week, if that switch gets flipped and they figure something out, yeah, I the mean, Chiefs I, could win every I've game. Been, I've been saying that part yeah. for the last three weeks. <laughs> and haven't. They're not, dude, okay, so their offensive line is in disarray. There's no way, like, if you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and he's scrambling for his life, 
You, you have a problem. You have a problem. That you, If you have one of the best quarterbacks ever, he should not be having to move his legs at all. He should be sitting there and throwing, and that is not the environment that's created around here. Uh, receivers can't catch worth crap. Tyreek Hill drops at least one that turns into a pick every game. So this problem that the Kansas City Chiefs have is like a clear-cut case of post-Super Bowl loss uh, withdrawal. Hangover. About, hangover. I don't know what you want to call it, but they yeah. have not figured it out. Nothing has clicked. You know, defense is trash. Uh, offensive line can't keep Mahomes healthy enough to not have to like do wild plays. Yep. Yeah. So I don't see them getting back to their old ways unless they can pull off like two to three wins in a row somehow. Yeah, and then their their defense, you know, th- their whole thing was to stop Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry didn't have the hundred plus no. game that we're right. used to. He was on inefficient running, yeah. carries, eighty six yards. Good. Yeah, right. So they they put and so in twenty six of twenty nine rushes, there were seven men on on the what in is the it box. The blo- yeah. on the box. Um, so they clearly seven were, or more, I think, seven, probably. Yeah, yeah. So they were clearly trying to stop yeah. Derrick Henry, and that was the game plan. But when you have Tannehill throwing it to guys like AJ Brown, who has a solid game, and you have that passing option as well, and you don't need Derrick Henry. And you just have him as like a... He's literally a decoy at that point. Exactly. I mean, he's, he was also a quarterback at one Yeah, point. and he fucking threw a touchdown. They're beating you every which way right now. Yeah. You know what's crazy is he wouldn't have scored a touchdown if he didn't throw that ball. If, he was, yeah. if that was a running play, yep. he was going to get smashed. But yep. the fact that he threw it... I wonder if it was a option pay, play maybe, for him where he maybe. could kind of assess. Uh-huh. And then if the run was there, just, just run, run it and it. then throw it. I mean, shit, I don't know, man. This is new age NFL, man. You you got to have those options. We talk about it all the time with like offenses adapting to this RPO. Like I thought I was, I was just sitting there thinking about the RPO the other day, right? If you can execute the RPO, there's no defense that can stop you really. Because you literally are dictating what you're doing based on reading the defense. It's, it's yes. the best best possible play, right? Yeah. You basically choose the best possible play, yep. and the defense can't do anything about no. it because you're the last person yep. to decide. So They're reacting to right. how you run that play, right? Right. right? And you're making the decision based on what you see the defense doing. So you're always a step ahead in essence. And so the teams that execute that to perfection, like they're getting the ball down the field with ease. And so you have a team like this now with Derrick Henry, or not now, but like they still have a guy like Derrick Henry – we saw AJ Brown is healthy now. So if they run that, if they're running the run pass option in that offense, it's unstoppable because if you play Derrick Henry, AJ Brown's too good to go one-on-one. Julio's still too good to be one-on-one. And then if you try to cover those guys, Derrick Henry can run over everybody. He can run by everybody. And their offensive line all of a sudden looks really good. Yeah, like it it's another night and day change. Yeah, it is. And so with all that clicking, the, di- the fucking Titans are for real. Yeah. Five and two now. Big statement game, man. Like you beat the Bills in prime time, and now you beat the Chiefs. So like, yeah, who are, are coming into the season? The two best teams in the AFC, right? Yeah, Bills, Chiefs, right? It's crazy, and and so uh, we talked about it. Time of possession: thirty-seven minutes to twenty-three minutes. You keep Mahomes off the field as long as you can. Uh, Mahomes had the interception. He also had that fumble, which was tough because he ran it so well, and then the guy came from behind and scooped it out. You talked about it, right? The offensive line is in disarray. The Titans generated pressure without blitzing. They blitzed one time on Patrick Mahomes' 39 dropbacks. One time. <laughs> wild. Wild. And, and that, you know, we talked about uh, is there a script for the Chiefs to be beatable? Yeah. And it's kind of becoming more and more evident, like, you know, the cover three and not having not blitzing Patrick Mahomes that contain defense. It seems like that's sort of the strategy right now. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and yeah. every team is kind of going. See, like last it. year before the Super Bowl, containing Patrick Mahomes would have been a nightmare. Because they're just giving him more time to throw. That's, yeah. that's what contain is, right? Yep. It's like contain is just don't let him run. That's the definition of contain defense. He, does, he doesn't care about running. He's, he's still a pass-first quarterback. The The problem is they're, they're missing a lot of offensive linemen. Like pro bowlers from last week don't aren't here anymore. They're using some no-namers now to play 
the toughest position protecting Patrick Mahomes. And it's just not working. And it's just like this isn't going to end anywhere if they keep using the same team. So I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm actually really intrigued on what their plans are yep. because even though this is the same formula for their losses all season long, they haven't changed anything at all. No, and again, they, I think they lead the league in turnovers right now. Like, Patty has the most interceptions tied with Zach Wilson, and we talked about it, right? He does so many things spectacularly, and I talked about it a, lot, or a couple weeks ago where there was a stat that came out that he had 19 potential passes last year that should have been intercepted that weren't. And so is this, is this like, Patrick Mahomes could throw 50 touchdowns every season, right? But you take that with, does I mean, is he going to have, is he going to be a guy that now has, like, 15 interceptions a season? Because he does put the it's ball in harm's way, it's but it's because he's making spectacular plays that most guys can't make. Right. So you have to win the turnover battle in the NFL, right? There's no doubt about it. It's tough to win when you're losing the turnover battle. Um, but a lot of this is, it's, it's tough because they're behind the eight ball with a horrible offensive line. You're putting all your stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who has to do more than most, if not every quarterback in the league right now, because he's running for his life every play. Can you name a... Um all the quarterbacks that have two or less turnovers in the league right now? Two or less? I guess Kirk Cousins is one. That's the only that list is over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. I figured. Uh, it makes sense. Real quick on the on the Chiefs schedule. I was just pulling it up right now. So mm-hmm. they play the Giants next week. Let's count that as a win. Okay. They play the Packers. It's gonna be tough. <sighs> right. Yeah. Could go either way. Uh the Raiders. Could go either way. The Cowboys. God, Cowboys <laughs> are good. Uh then they play the Broncos. Okay, that they should win, win that. They, they should, should win, win that. Should and then that. Raiders. So they play the okay, Raiders again. Split one. So you split one. Then they play the Chargers again. That's a tough one. We don't even know what the Chargers are going to look like at yeah. that point in the season yeah. yet. Right. We're still figuring them out. Then we've got the Steelers. Okay. And I, I at this point, I'm going to count that as it's it's going to be a close call, but I'm a lean Chiefs okay. for the sake of yeah. uh, would they make it to the playoffs or not. Then the Bengals. Okay. Tough game. And the Broncos. Okay. So out of those, there was like maybe what four games? Dude, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough schedule for already having four losses. You still need seven more wins to at least try to get into the playoffs. It's not any easier, and it's like these aren't the inefficiencies aren't just like patches that they can band aids that they can put to like buy time. These are glaring issues. They're losing to. They're scoring three points with an offense that literally, arguably, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, unstoppable. There wasn't a script for them, and now they can't. They're struggling to score, mm-hmm. and so. It's tough. It's tough for them. Um, I don't know, but you need some kind of adversity, right? You almost, at first, early on in Mahomes' career, you're like, this guy's so good that there's nothing to yeah, stop him. Right. And you're and, and it's not like you're stopping him, but there's a formula right now on the Chiefs. We talked about it. So it's some adversity. Yeah. First time Mahomes' career, yeah. he's faced adversity. We'll good. see how they come out with it. Um, I expect nothing less from Mahomes than to come out on top. So we'll see what they can generate um, against the Giants next week. The Titans, they're going to be at the Colts. The Colts have been picking up some momentum, so that should be a good divisional game there. The Lions, the Lions are 0-7 now after dropping one to the Rams. The Rams are 6-1. and uh, Closer game than we thought. The moral victory for the Lions is they cover the 15-point spread, losing 28-19. to The under comes in at 50 and a half. Boy, man, this this was such a funny game because the Lions were pulling out all the fucking tricks early on. All the tricks. Two onside kicks. No, 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 sorry. One, One onside kick, kick fake two fake punt, punts. Yeah. Two fake punts in the, in the first half. Onside kick recovery in the first half. How You're do like, they expect that second <laughs> fake punt to go? I don't know. What do they think was going to happen? I, 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 Dude, it's crazy because this is another one where you're like, there's such a glaring difference in talent yeah. t- from one team to another that, you know, Brubble was having such a great time early in the first quarter in the first half. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man, but there's no way the Lions are keeping this up for four quarters. Like, you're not going to onside it every time. You're not going to fake punt it every time. And once you actually have to, you know, put Goff on the field and an offense has to generate a drive, you knew what that was going to look like. So it, ju- it was just a matter of time. I mean, Matthew Stafford absolutely ate 
334 yards, another three touchdowns. Just cool and collected. Cooper Cup, super easy. 10 catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Same story, different week. Um, shit, I don't know. What else did you guys think? Yeah, I'm sure both quarterbacks wanted this really bad. Like Stafford yeah. going against his former team Lions. Goff, who just, you know, he, he probably wants it more yeah. than Stafford Oh, he does. definitely wanted it more. And uh, he, he tried, but at the end of the game, or a close in the fourth quarter, right, you, you're, you have a chance to get it close. And, yeah. Um, you throw interception and like in classic golf, yeah. uh, golf fashion. Man, I really wanted the Lions to win this game. I was rooting for him. Like, Who, they were did my you pick team. the Rams or did you pick the Rams this week? Nobody picked the Rams. Nobody picked the Rams. Survivor. Okay. 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 Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, it was a nice story. It was yeah. a nice story in the first yeah. half. You wanted Dan Campbell to fucking get his first win, um, but they couldn't do it. They, yeah. It just it was too. Like the team, the Rams are too good, right? You can pull out every trick in the bag. And unless that onside or that fake punt was in the fourth quarter at crucial time, I don't care what you do in the first quarter, four quarter league, go up. Tw- if the Rams, if the Lions had gone up 21, nothing in the first quarter or the Lions had, I still would have been like, they're losing this game. So it, it's just tough. They don't have enough talent. Jared Goff's not good enough. He's just not good enough. Unfortunately, no weapons. Swift's their best player. I mean, you know, it, yeah, it, 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 this is the new age NFL. You can't win without receivers. No, like I don't, I don't know. I don't care what team you are. You're not winning without some some receiver help. Yeah, and I picked up Amonra, Amon Ray, Amonra St. Brown this week because he had eight targets, seven targets, seven targets, three weeks in a row. I'm like, all right, whatever. Volume's there. It's a bye week. I really need to pick a guy off the street. Wouldn't you know it? Not only did he have zero catches, he had zero fucking targets on being on the field 65% of the offensive snaps. I'm like, dude, that's insane. Luckily, still won, but you can't do that. Khalif Raymond had a decent game. Mm-hmm. Why was Amonra St. Brown not getting a single Looks target? Like they're just going to switch it up. Yeah, it's just there it's, is no focus towards receivers here. It's just like whichever one's available in the yeah. gameplay. Like they're not going to go into any game saying today's Raymond Day. No, you know, they're like, like our receivers are our fifth option. We got Swift, we got Williams, we got Hawkinson, we got yeah. the backup tight end, we got the third string tight end, which helps. And then we have Khalif Raymond. Yeah, which helps for like the first quarter and a half. Yeah, and after the first quarter and a half, you're down by a lot. <laughs> you're down by like you got to throw the ball. You got to get chunk yards, and your running back dump offs and your little fucking outs. Your tight end is not oh, going to cut it. I don't know what they're thinking. They might need to fire him right now. That's just so sad though, because he loves the team. He cares oh. so much about him. He cries for them. He wants to win so then bad. Then all the grandmas would be coaches all over. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Honestly, honestly, it's it's tough. Again, the one thing you you got to respect with the Lions is every week they try their hardest, and you can't say that for every team. They come out and they play. They know they're not as talented. They're not good. They don't have the talent level to compete with a lot of NFL teams, but they bust their ass, bro. We've talked about it every week. They've been in almost every football game they played, right? And against a Rams team when you're 15-point dogs, that's disrespect. At the the end of the season, uh, the Lions should play the the Falcons for, like, the best moral victory. Toilet bowl? (laughs) Toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. I mean, it's uh, also the other thing is the Lions defense, right? Like, not not doing so well. Also, in third downs, key third downs, um, the – the Rams only punted the ball one time. Yeah, that that whole game only punted one time, and sure enough, Cooper Cup, you know, gets a gets a touchdown. Also in third and twelve, uh, Higby got a touchdown. Also on third down, third and ten. So wow. like when you have to make these key stops, the Lions are just not doing that. So you know that it's it's just there's no there's like I said like with the Miami Dolphins, there's not just one person to blame. It's a whole team thing. Yeah. And yeah. this team just sucks. Yeah. Altogether. They try hard, but they're bad. Speaking of third downs, you know what the number one defense and third down stoppage rate is this year? This is also the Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so the next game on the board, <laughs> the Eagles are at the Vegas Raiders. Don't sleep on the Raiders. Thirty-three to twenty-two, they win. John Gruden, post John Gruden era, they're a new team. They're five and two now. The Eagles are two and five. Raiders cover the three-point spread. The over hits at forty-nine. 
Um, Raiders are not fake news. Weren't they another fake news possibility this year? They were. I, I, I'm not going to discount them completely from the non-fake news area, but they've made a, a great uh, transition from definitely not fake news at this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 5-2, and two, offense clicking. Derek Carr finally looks like the real deal. He does. And, it's, and the thing is, what was the problem with the Raiders, you know, two, three years ago and, you know, you know what we thought was going to come in this year was they focused too much on Darren Waller. It's like Darren Waller, Darren uh-huh. Waller, Darren Waller, and there's nobody else. Darren Waller was a late scratch. What do you do now? You're like, what do you do? Nothing. Derek Carr still feasted. He freaking gets everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenyon Drake is relevant again. So with for me, it's either it's either the Philadelphia Eagles are just that bad on defense That's also or the true. Raiders are really good. Um, and, and right now I'm leaning towards the Eagles just being atrocious it, it's on, both. on defense. Don't get, don't take away from the Raiders offense. That sure. offense deserves every credit that they've, uh, they've earned. Um, you know, uh, like what are they bad at at this point? What are the Raiders bad? Dude, at? Dude, they have the two best. Ah, fuck. It's something about their two cornerbacks have the most amount of, uh, snaps with no touchdowns allowed they have like literally like two shutdown corners right that's, now you haven't given huge. up a touchdown that's huge that is huge from a defense you expected to be like their biggest weakness, weakness. Yeah. right right yeah no offensively they, they look good as far as their running back is concerned right so jacobs uh scores a touchdown yep. this week. scores a touchdown early chest contusion fucks him up Kenyon drake scores a touchdown right it's like because john gruden's out Derek carr's being able to be involved in the play calling yeah is, is that the that's difference the difference is that maker, all man. it took who did yeah. they play last week? Who did the Raiders beat last week? That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, let's check real the quick. The Gruden game. Yes, but but it's back-to-back games. Also, Derek Carr is on pace to beat Peyton Manning's passing Broncos. yards. Broncos. Yes. Okay. The Derek Carr. Right, Single-season passing yards? Single-season wow. passing yard. Hit me, hit me with something I would have never guessed, bro. Right. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's, a cra- it's crazy. I mean, they, they played against the Eagles, so you know, you, and they played the Broncos last week. Take it with a grain of salt. But it's you know they're 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 performing an offense like um, like they want to I guess yeah yeah, no, yeah. they're doing well um, on the other side of the field uh, this has been the same problem all season long the Eagles can't do anything on offense for three quarters and the fourth quarters they're garbage time kings uh, they have not fixed this problem they did try they tried to fix it by running the ball which yep. worked and then he got injured and then that and then they had to deviate away from that plan again. So what do we what do we do here? What, what's the plan for the Eagles? Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? It does it doesn't make sense. It, I mean, you cannot trade if you're the Eagles, you can't trade for Deshaun Watson because your problem is not the quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not the problem. He's young. He's still got a lot of things he's got to work on. But there are things that jump off the page that it's not like every quarterback has. And I'm like, sure, Deshaun Watson is like a upgraded version of Jalen Hurts, but it's because Deshaun Watson's been in the league longer. I feel like if you give Jalen Hurts three more four years, right. he could be exactly there. But I mean, I think the Eagles are probably one of the closer teams to tank mode right now because yeah. what is this team going to do you know yes they could win like six more games yeah what is they going to do so i think for that reason and it's also not to like hate on jalen hurts but it's more about they have so many draft picks they have so many draft picks that they can afford to lose jalen hurts and use some of those other draft picks and get a better jalen hurts in deshaun watson or you keep jalen hurts you get three top 10 picks you build a fucking team around him like, why are they so bad for three quarters? Figure that out and draft those guys. Right. Focus on the defense. Dude, Jalen, I, I would I would be it just that would suck for Jalen Hurts if they're already like, hey, we're trading for and I get it. Deshaun Watson's better, he's more proven. But 
it's not Davis Mills. It's not like a guy where right. you're like, this guy's clearly right. like, in need of a quarterback. No, no, no. no it's not like that at all. Like, no. the, it's not like the Sam Darnold situations. Feel so bad for it's right. not like the Jared yeah. Goff situations because we're, we've witnessed these games where, yeah, I told you guys last week, six drop touchdowns in the end zone. That's like the next closest team was two yep. drop touchdowns in the end zone. That's too many drop touchdowns. Draft some fucking yeah. receivers that can catch the ball. Right. Bigger yeah. receivers. Right. Yeah. But, Run the ball better. Yeah. Like have get a new coach. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the problem is. Scheme here. better. Do things. This to me, like it's tough. Do not. I please, if you're the Eagles, do not trade for Deshaun Watson. Keep your draft picks and try to build around a guy that's shown you enough. Because having possibly three top ten picks when you already have a quarterback that could be your future is insane. True. Think about that. What about for the rest of the season? What do they do about this running back situation? Does Bart Boston Scott Kenneth Gainwell? Are you starting any of these guys on your fantasy team? Well, the problem is Gainwell, like the receivers are so bad or inconsistent or not enough of them that Gainwell gets so many like snaps at receiver. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, it's tough because he's not going to get a tremendous amount of carries. What was Miles Sanders injury? Like a high ankle sprain? Was it some kind of ankle? Uh, It was ankle. That's that's what I know as of now. So, I don't know where in the ankle or anything like that. Depending on long term, you got to figure Boston Scott's probably the running back. Of the core. Right. And Gainwell is just going to be like the receiver, third down. Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be like um, Boston Scott's going to take the Gainwell role. Mm-hmm. Gainwell's going to keep his passing role and yep. he's going to take a little bit of Miles Sanders role. Yeah. So, you know, so Boston Scott's going to be the last man out here as far as. Um, uh, so carries. He'll, yeah. As far as, as far as carries go, he'll carries will increase, but it's yeah. not going to be enough to get value to be startable. No. Whereas in PPR leagues, which is the basic type of league that exists now, PPR mm-hmm. is the normal type of league. Uh, you would be starting Gainwell if if he were to give you like ten rushes yep. and like seven targets. Yep. With his speed, he could get you some points. Yep. And he's the catches. The catches seem to be there again. Outside of consistency from Devonta Smith, like Jalen Rieger hasn't been there. Walk Quez Watkins has actually been a yeah, lot better. He seems he's to be been the way most more of a surprise. Guy. Yeah. Like he, I feel like Hertz goes to him a lot on third downs. Uh, a lot of crucial situations. So credit to you know Quez Watkins coming in like as nobody. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Depending on how long Sanders is out, it sucks because for the first fucking time they ran it with him in the first quarter, six carries, 30, 30 yards. yards, five yards, five yards a carry, right? Yeah. They could have just gashed them all game and the story would have been so much different. Like control the clock. The Raiders offense isn't on the field as much and you know, different story, but doesn't happen every week. The Eagles have something different go wrong, but the story yeah. is broke. Come to play in the first fucking quarter, right? Like stop showing up in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, come to play from the first snap. That seems like a that seems like a locker room thing. That seems like a coaching yeah, thing. Something's going on. They're there. not getting prepared. Yeah, no, they they were up seven and zero, right? Mm-hmm. And then they gave up what 24, 21 unanswered points. Um, so like they had a uh, a interception. The Raiders got an, uh, they yeah. punted the ball. Mm-hmm. Raiders scored a touchdown. Uh, punted the ball again. Again, Raiders scored a touchdown. Fumble by Gainwell. Okay. Uh, field goal, and then that's the end of the half. And yeah. then the Raiders get the ball back and score a touchdown. So yeah. So at that point, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. You just turnovers and then like every single time you punt you can't stop them on defense so uh eagles defense needs draft picks their offensive line needs draft picks they need a better receipt they need like a number one clear-cut receiver with size um so there's so many issues outside of jalen hurts please if you're the eagles do not trade for deshaun watson do not give up on jalen hurts i think he's the real deal uh but they get they get a decent matchup next week at at the lions Oh wow! Is, are the Lions going to pick up their first victory next week? Oh man, they have a chance. That's a good spot there's for them. Ever a yeah. team to beat. That's there's a good yeah. spot. Yeah. And that if I there's mean, ever a team for the Eagles to not wait till the fourth quarter to show up, true, it's, the Lions. it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Because you know the the Lions have. I, I would put up an argument saying the Lions have played way better so same, far same. than the Eagles have. So I, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Again, the Raiders are now five and two, riding high, and they get a week rest. They're heading into a bye. So. Um, 
that's going to be a tough division. The Raiders look good. Their offense looks good. Uh, let's see when they play better teams, uh, how they perform. But the Texans, the Texans were at the Cardinals. Survivor pick for one of you guys here? Cardinals, me. Cardinals was a survivor yeah. pick. Uh, 17 and a half point favorites, and they covered that 31 to 5. You know, you know what sucks right now? It's like the Cardinals were my Madden team, like starting week three. Mm-hmm. I wish they weren't doing so well now because now I can't use them. Because now yeah. everybody's like, oh, you're just using Cardinals, right. the seven right. best I wish, team in the I wish they went solid eight and eight. <laughs> and then, because like the skills are there, right? Yeah. It's just like the management, I wish, was the problem because then you can just manage your own team on Madden. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's kind of upsetting. Cardinals, start losing some games, please. <laughs> Dude, Packers this week, we need them to win that one. Um, but 17.5 points, they covered that. The under comes in at 47.5. You don't typically see five points put up by the team. That's weird. Um, but Arizona takes care of business, right? Just exactly what you expect is exactly what happened, Shove it. Well, uh, more or less. Uh, they came out in the first quarter not looking so good. So they did punt the ball. They were down 0-5, right? Mm-hmm. They had a safety, yep. and then the— uh, how, many, how many points do you think the Texans would have had to put up for you to be like, this game's scarier, they're in trouble? Like, Because I could have seen a 21 nothing first quarter by Texans and still would have been like, the and Cardinals would have been fine. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like you, you, you expect the Cardinals to just come out— uh, Guns blazing. Guns, yeah, guns blazing gets the Texans right yeah. off the bat. They didn't. It took a couple of drives and things like that, and, and so— But at, at the end of the day— 31 unanswered points. I mean, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. they're going to score 30 points. Yeah. And they're not going to let you score more than 20 points. No. So at this point, like, which team on their schedule is going to change that? I don't see any teams that are going to change that. I don't know, man. They got they need to go up against, like, a shit. Who's, like, a stout-ass defense that could actually give them a run for their money? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the ba- Buccaneers, defense, pass defense, bro? They have, yeah, they have cornerbacks about, so starting off the streets yeah. Yeah. against Hopkins, Green, and all those guys. That's trouble. What is the stoutest defense in the NFL? That's what, right dude, now? I just sat there and thought about that, and I'm like, there's been so many defenses that have looked great one week, the and Panthers? they all look like shit. No, Pan- no, no. That, I'm saying there was the ones yeah, that yeah, looked good. Yep. Panthers are one. Um, the Browns looked good until they gave up like 50 to the Chargers. The Chargers. Maybe wow. the Cowboys defense because Possibly. like that's a, they a also moderate, allow a lot of points. They're a moderate defense, but then their offense is good enough, so it's kind of one of those things that could be a good matchup. And the Cowboys Saints? are masked by a lot of the turnovers that they force versus like the actual yardage they give up. But yeah, dude, they're Saint, scary. Saints defense is still pretty good. Saints defense is pretty good. Yep, I would say they're up there. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see a defense that you're like they're far and away the best defense, whether it's run yeah. pass overall. Um, there's a lot of holes in a lot of teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's why I think seven weeks in, you can't rule out any teams. I yeah, mean, unless no. you're the Jets, the Texans, yeah. or the Dolphins. Right. Every other team's a fair game. Yeah. Um, but the Cardinals, again, take care of business. Texans, two of 13 on third downs, 0 of two on fourth downs. Uh, Kyler, cool, 20 completions, 261, three touchdowns, one pick, who cares? Only had 10 rushing yards on six attempts. Another tight end on tight ends day, Zach Ertz debuting. Three catches, 66 yards, got that touchdown, was super pumped up there. Um, Edmonds, Connor, both contributing 140 yards, and Connor gets the touchdown. Again, they just take care of business. Rondell Moore was a non-factor, and it didn't matter. Like that just goes to show you how deep they don't their need him. They don't, receiving they don't core need and their weapons are. Right. Now, um, that's a next year thing. I think Rondell Moore is going to yeah, be a significant factor. That's a, that's a kind year. of burst on the scene. And yeah, AJ Green's probably—I don't think it's a one-year contract. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. So when, he, when he's gone, then that's a classic next step for Rondell Moore to take is solidify himself as like a number two next to Hopkins. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. But yeah, Texans really not a lot going for them. I mean. Where do the Texans go? I mean, they're clearly they clearly need to lose. They should trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, but um, real quick, yeah. So, do you guys know what a scoregami is? Ooh, that sounds familiar. Uh, so, I'm gonna guess it's like origami and score. Okay, combined. And and that makes 
Scorigami. <laughs> okay. A scorigami is a scoring combination in the NFL uh-huh. that has never happened before. Oh, shit. 5-31 and 31, never? 5-31 and 31 has never. That's right. I never, remember seeing that. Has never happened Hell before. Hell yeah, Dang. dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I was just saying, five, wow. five points is tough. You don't see that. And yeah. I think we saw two five-pointers. Yeah, two games. It's five Wild. points. Wild. <laughs> yeah. So dude, how many? Fact. Yeah. The NFL's going on for how long now? Shit. That's insane. Yep. 31 All to right. 5. But nonetheless, weird game. Cardinals don't start out hot, but they still cover the 17 and a half point spread. 7 and 0. Thursday night football, quick turnaround for them versus the Packers, but they are at home. Um so that'll be a good matchup. The Bears, the Bears at the Bucks here. All Bucks, 6 and 1 now. Bears at 3 and 4. Bucks take care of this. 38 to 3. Cover the 12 and a half point spread. Under hits at 47. I mean, when when you're letting a team with Tom Brady and those weapons start more of their possessions in your territory than their own. Like right. how the fuck are you going to lo- win? Yeah. So the first three drives, right? Or first three touchdowns was yeah. 50 yards or less yeah. that Tom Brady had to go and get a yeah. touchdown with. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's easy pickings yeah. at that point. It's stupid. Yeah. And, so. um, one, okay. Yeah, actually I was going to, so one quick thing to note, that was a big storyline here is Tom Brady threw a 600 touchdown pass, mm-hmm. right? Mike Evans had three touchdowns. I think the 600th was one of Mike Evans touchdowns mm-hmm. and Mike Evans gave it to a guy in the crowd. Yeah. The guy in the crowd, I don't know if he knew that it was Tom Brady's 600 touchdown because I don't think he did. Later he did on, either. some guy on the team came and asked him for it. There was like literally not much negotiating going on. And he just gave it to it him. Was, it was one jersey Yeah, and, at that time. And it was one jersey at the time. Ended up saying later on they were going to give him $1,000 worth of uh, store merchandise, yeah, yeah. which is shitty because, dude, that football would have gone for like a half a million dollars yeah. on eBay mm-hmm. or more. Now, Tom Brady did come on uh, Sunday Night Football yesterday and said that he was giving him one, <laughs> one Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Which is huge. Which is 60000 plus, yeah, give for, or take. For now. Yeah, for now. Right. So that's definitely better than $1,000 in merchandise, but still, relative to half a million dollars you could have made. Yeah. If I'm that guy, bro, I'm protecting that football with my life. So I w- I've been going back and forth on this, and I'm trying to think, like, if I... If if Ben Roethlisberger and I'm in that stand, he got six hundred his six hundred touchdown. Yeah, like as much as I want the money, like I love the Steelers, I would find it very hard to also not do what this guy did. Okay, to so time out. I agree with that. So you can still love the Steelers. A half a million dollars to a franchise like the Steelers is literally toilet paper money, and then you still get the money and you give them the football back. So everybody wins, but you make more money. You know what you do? You take it home. You take a picture of it, make an NFT, and then you give it back to the team. <laughs> Boom! But everybody wins. Yeah, but do, I mean, yes, emotionally, you're yeah. like, oh, this is my team, yeah. this is my no, quarterback. I was also doing the same thing on the toilet, like last <laughs> night, and I was like, if, if, if a Viking organization person interacted with me and said, I'm going to give you $1,000 with the Viking stuff, my brain would not have processed. If I didn't know that was a 600 touchdown. Yeah, yeah. But if I did know the 600 touchdown, it's a whole different well, conversation. Kurt Cousins throws the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson throws the ball as high as he can in the stands. I have to and you my get that? Now. And you get that ball? Yeah, game-winning is the that's a whole nother ball game. That ball is worth a, over a million yeah, dollars for the Vikings. For like, think about that, right? I mean, nonetheless, good on the guy, right? Good guy still gets a Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the rave. I think mm-hmm. he, he did. I'm glad he got the Bitcoin. He got, That's all, probably the he got all of the above. Clash. He has a Mike Evans signed jersey. Yeah. He has a Tom Brady signed jersey. He also has $1,000 worth of memor- memor- memorabilia. memorabilia. And now he has a Bitcoin. And yep. season passes. And season passes. So year, that might year. add up to like 270K. Uh, maybe so he's more. slowly making it back up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he gains popularity. Yeah. And puts his name maybe out Maybe he wants there, to get on a podcast. Yeah, maybe we need to get that guy in the pod. Get that guy on the pod. Let's Damn. talk about the game. I mean, even though there's not a lot to talk about, the Bears disarray. Brady... 
211 yards, four touchdowns, four net, 15 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans, six for 76, three touchdowns. Godwin, eight for 111, a touchdown. Just Brady and the Bucks offense doing the Bucks offense things. Will the Bears offense ever be functional? No, not this year. Not with Justin Fields at quarterback. They look fucking horrendous. Yeah, they look pretty bad. Um, offense is bad. Defense is supposed to be good. Also looked bad. But the offense put the defense in such horrible this positions this game. This is true. Right? So you have to factor that in. But that doesn't mean that doesn't credit the defense in any way. Right, right. Fields, three interceptions, three fumbles, two lo- Bro, protect the football. That's yeah. a, like, I don't care if he throws six for 20 for 30 yards. Yeah. Protect the football. Right? I, I'm actually glad we didn't get him now. At this point right now, I know he's a rookie yeah. and all this stuff, but like... I think we somehow in the Vikings. The Vikings uh, I'm somehow, some way, everything has just worked in our favor right now. As yeah. as of this moment, right now, I want no other quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, right. Got, you Talk know, to me seven weeks ago. MVP Do you think guy. I'd be saying that? Absolutely not. Oh, no, no, no. And so, yeah, I mean, he looks awful. But again, the situation he's put in is not built to succeed. Like I, dude, Matt Nagy. I don't know if he's the issue or what, but. You have a rookie quarterback, like you have to build something around him that doesn't put so much pressure on him. And it's like he's thrown 22 times for 184 yards. One, he's dumping the ball off pretty much every time, right? The offensive line's not protecting him at all. He is self-inducing a lot of the sacks. But let's talk about the one bright spot is in Herbie? a team that scored three points, literally were so awful. And the Bucks' best weapon on defense is their run defense. You have Khalil Herbert out here, 18 carries and 100 yards. Looks good. Looks really good. It looks really good. David Montgomery is supposed to be back. I think he's off the IR this week. He was. He should be out for four weeks. Is that is that not four weeks? Am I doing the math wrong? It might be, but I've I've, I've had Khalil Herbert on my team. Yeah, I, there's no reason to even doesn't worry. Doesn't feel like I've missed him. So basically, fantasy implications that is Khalil Herbert's looks so good. Yeah, that it, I think Damian Williams is going to be the odd man out. Yeah, he's done so. Right? He's done so. And so I think it's going to be a Mo- uh, Montgomery and Khalil Herbert show, mm-hmm. which slightly hinders Montgomery yeah, from a fantasy perspective because Herbert's look so good. Yeah. But do you, are you still able to start Herbert? We won't. We can't answer this right now because Montgomery is a significantly good running back. Right. Sure. He, he's way better than Damian Williams. Yeah. So wh- as soon as Montgomery comes back, um, just you know, you got to follow the money, right? Look at the paychecks. It, as long as you have Montgomery there, you're going to have to start Montgomery over Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, the question comes up, we have to look exactly when Montgomery comes back, but we have to look at what teams they play. Yep. And if they're teams like the Buccaneers, no. You, you would start whoever the third down back is at that mm-hmm. point. And if they're teams like the Lions, if they play the Lions, you could go. You could get by starting both of them. Yep. So it's just a mat- It's a matchup thing yeah, at it's that gonna, point. Yeah, because yeah. Herbert's not going anywhere. And right. we got to see usage. Like you said, Herbert, he's made. He's done enough to where you can't just automatically bench him when your running back comes back. Like he could go potentially argue for the best – running back in the NFL the last three weeks as far as like usage and average yards per carry production with, with production matchups mm-hmm. like no matchup has mattered right so yeah it's like you can't bench somebody like that like he's produced playing against teams after teams so yeah it's gonna be a problem for sure but we're just gonna have to it's gonna have to be a matchup situation yeah and he caught five catches so he can clearly catch as well right there's mm-hmm. literally nothing right now that but, he can't but do. they are very different types of players yep. like Montgomery's a bruiser and he's yep. a juker Herbert's like a let me just get past you and not you not let me touch you guy. Yep, and they're 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 three and four now. They got the 49ers next week at home. Um, that's a weird team. So I don't know what the Bears are going to do, but I just want to see Justin Fields have one decent week. Like I want to, I want them to have something to build off of. But right now, there's been nothing. It's just been week in and week out of like ble- eyes bleeding trying to watch this offense. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're not setting him up for success, and uh, it almost seems like maybe it was just too soon. Yeah, 
and Matt, maybe Matt Nagy was right. But at this point, they didn't force him in. Uh, Dalton got hurt, Dalton right? Got hurt, yeah. But I don't know, man. It's tough. Like we talked about like three, four weeks ago. Once you give him the starting reins, it's tough to bench him. Right. Like you, you're like, you've got Nick Foles, yeah, but you I, I don't know if you can not, yeah like bench him and put Nick Foles in expecting him to come back next year and yeah have a solid and be like year. this guy's already been thrown into the fire for five games looked arguably the worst that quarterbacks ever looked five weeks through football we'll, we'll see because uh, we'll see what happens to him and then we'll see what happens to Trey Lance because they went down the opposite routes yeah Trey Lance got the job and then the coach was like you know what I think we have a better shot at winning with Garoppolo I don't care if this is my young quarterback and I know you're gonna get time to develop mm-hmm. and it is probably good to get your feet wet and get you started. But our team is good enough overall that we can still win with Garoppolo versus the Bears. I don't think it would matter who's really playing. It would just help fantasy numbers here and there. Yep. But these wins and losses might not be that much different. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it's the Bucks again. The Bucks are really good. The Bucks take care of business where they need to. Uh, Tom Brady looks like he's fucking 25 years old. It's stupid. Um, and yeah, the Bears are in shambles. So we'll see against the 49ers next week. The Bucks got a tough test. They're at the Saints. We talked about the Saints' defense. Nice. is no joke. Divisional matchup. Yeah, too. Alvin Kamara is the real deal. So that takes us into Sunday night football. Uh, these primetime games, Sunday night, Monday night, were literally just rain fest. Uh, West Coast just getting hammered with that yeah. storm. You had the Colts. They were at the 49ers. Colts win this one, 30 to 18 on the road in the rain. The Colts are now three and four, back to crawling back to relevance. 49ers now drop to two and four. Colts cover the plus four point spread, plus 175 money line underdog hits outright, and the over 44 hits. Um, weird thing about this, real quick, both running backs, starting running backs, to the exact same stat line, rushing the ball. No worries. Elijah Mitchell and Jonathan Taylor, both 18 carries, both 107 yards, and both a touchdown. So kudos to the running back. Jonathan Taylor looks fucking scary. He didn't play that last drive. I wonder why. I don't know why. There's been didn't. no news out on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. It was yeah. Hines. Yeah, he just he just didn't play the last drive. Interesting. Yeah, and and then and then the other thing is the offense again was in shambles for both teams just because the weather was right. so yeah. fucking bad. But the guts on the Colts side to pull the trigger on so many situations, yep. like the touchdown that Pittman had, they didn't have to throw that play. Nope, ballsy. They, they could have just quickly got a first down. They went for the gutsy call, and that's why you got to be the ones kind of situations plays out here. Yeah, you know, like they, they it was the same team on both sides. Same team, same philosophy. Just run the ball, run the ball, make passes here and then make passes here. And then in the fourth quarter, something happened. And then, like, the coaching staff was like, let's go target deep bombs. Right, yep. right. No, uh, and uh, the defense didn't look, the Colts' defense didn't, didn't look so good at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but towards the end of the game, they stopped that two point conversion. Right. 20 to 18. Uh, Leonard, I think he gets a deflection, yep. stops it. Um, and then uh, Xavier Rhodes with an interception. Yeah, Viking sick. sighting. Almost a pick six, but he stepped out. Yeah, yeah. he did. So it was a good play. It, it was. Key key defensive stops to stop and to make sure that uh, you know you win the game. And Carson Wentz, I mean, he he didn't have that great of a game, mm-hmm. right? 150 yards, uh, 17 completions of 26. Two, he did have two touchdowns, so yep. great there. But it was like those what three pass interference calls? Yeah, that oh, yeah. Oh, the you mm-hmm. 49ers had seven penalties for 122 yards mm-hmm. compared to the um, Colts six for 45. And you t- we talked about it, right? Only 150 yards passing for Wentz. Michael Pittman had 105 of those, accounting for 70 percent of the team's receiving yards. And then you have Debo Samuel on the other side, had 100 yards. He accounted for 55 percent of the team's receiving yards. So like it was literally the running backs. One receiver. It's the same team. Yeah, almost identical, right? And you said the difference was the Colts' defense stepped up late. I mean, 49ers are one of 11 on third down. You can't win if you can't extend drives. Four turnovers. Indy only had two. And we talked about the penalties. The rain didn't help. But, um, 
I took the punts in this game. I took the over and punts because I saw the weather. Over under was eight and it hit. Wow. Over, it hit in the punts. And How many did we get altogether? Do you remember? So I stopped counting after nine because I knew the bet already hit. But what was weird about that is the first quarter, it was like 12 to seven. Every possession was a score. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? There's rain. There's been no punts and it still hit. So um, the game definitely slowed down. I think they were overcompensating for the weather early by taking shots and they scored. It was 12 to seven first quarter, but then. Since what, then, what a weird way to watch the game. Punts? Yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for punts. <laughs> you just rooting for punts. You get excited every time Dude, it's third and down. It or was third, a, fourth and down. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm like wanting shittiness. I'm like, this isn't good for overall football experience. For, for betting, I went 11 and 12 this week, bro. Or 11 and 1. 11 out of 12. So What's, it was like. What was the one? Um, fuck, what was it? It was a college football game. It was a college football game that I lost. So if I stuck to NFL, I wouldn't have lost. Yeah. It was actually insane. Uh, just a lucky week. But nonetheless, the Colts are now 3-4. and four. Tough division game against the Titans, who are the real deal next week. So that's going to be a good battle. And then you have the 49ers. We just talked about it. They're going to be at Soldier Field taking on the Bears. And now, Monday night. Monday night was another rain-infested beatdown. The Saints were at the Seahawks. The Saints coming in 4-1, and one, win this game 13-10, to 10, or I'm sorry, 3-2. and two. Now they're 4-2. and two. They win 13-10. The Seahawks cover the 4.5-point spread. The under hits at 42.5. Seahawks are now 2-5, absolutely struggling. I mean, 13-10, shitty weather again. Really, really tough to watch for the eyes, especially when the only bright spot on the Saints is the one guy I'm playing against. Alvin Kamara was targeted early, often. I mean, dude, the dude had an insane game, and that was the difference. Yeah, I mean, it was a matter of time before they started using Kamara. This whole year, they just have, like, ignored him for some reason. So it kind of, you know, it was, like, good for the world of football to see that Kamara is not, like, dead. Yeah. Because we were all, all wondering. I was honestly wondering. I'm like, is this, was that, were people actually comparing this guy to a number one draft pick all season long? And um, and now we see why he was compared to, like, being one of the top running backs. Yep. Yeah, 10 receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown, 11 targets. God. I mean, PPR-wise, you need those running backs to have those targets. I mean, he, he only had 11 targets? He had 11 I, targets. I feel like he had, like, nine targets Dude, in the first that's half. What, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it was, like... The Seahawks defense was not, they were not covering him. They, they were suck. playing a soft zone. And every time he would run out of the backfield, like I was like, okay, nobody's covering him. And Jameis Winston is so like like fidgety that he's like looking, 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 and real quick he's just <laughs> dumping it right off. And right. I'm like, dude, this is making my eyes bleed because the Seahawks are bad, but Kamara had 20 carries for 51 yards. That's 2.6 yards of carry. So he wasn't running the ball well, mm-hmm. but 10 catches on 11 reception or on 11 targets is insane. That's absolutely insane. And then you talked about it, Shovit. DK Metcalf. Yeah. So gets a touchdown. First quarter. What an insane, like, was eight, that the first play. play? It was like their first or second play for their for their offense, right? It was like a it was like an underthrown, like 20-yard fader out. He jumps up, catches it. Almost could have been like offensive pass interference, honestly. I thought it was gonna get called. Yeah. But then he just outruns everybody. You have a mammoth like that on your team. And you don't give him the ball. Not even targeted until right. the fourth quarter after that. Yeah. I, I, I guess their game plan was just to give Alex Collins the ball, run it on uh, the New Orleans Saints defense. Which is what you can't do. <laughs> so. It, it was, so this is what happened. You have Geno Smith. You have the rain, right? You, they went up 7 nothing on that touchdown. So their game plan literally became, let's try to milk as much clock as we possibly can because it's raining. We don't trust Geno Smith, and we're already winning. So they their play calls for like the next three drives was like run, run, dump off, run, run, dump off, run, run, run. Right. Short third and short gets stuffed right and so like geno smith wasn't he only attempted like 22 passes but it felt like they were losing the whole game yeah but and, the, he, and he alex collins only had 35 yards yeah. rushing uh, so it's not like he was that. effective right but they just like kind of rested on their laurels going up and then after that it was just like 
throw the fucking ball, bro. Like you have a guy, we talk about unicorns. We talk about guys who are like difference makers or physical specimens in an offense that literally is creating nothing. You have a backup quarterback, at least throw the ball up to a guy like that. Give him a shot. And again, no targets till the fourth quarter. Um, just disappointing overall. Jason Myers missed two huge field goals that could have completely changed this game. Two times they were either going to tie or even take the lead and he missed them. Yeah. So that was brutal. Um, the Seahawks, it's tough, but I think they've getting, they're getting some good news on Russell Wilson uh, yeah. trajectory-wise. I think he's scheduled to be back as soon as his IR stints up, which is crazy. Yeah. I know. He's acting like he's playing every single game. I know, dude. He he's comes so out like, active. shaking yeah. people's hands. I'm like, bro, you're on the bench. He's literally running through <laughs> the entire game plan no on ball. the field with no ball, nobody there, talking yeah. out loud, like speaking to ghosts. It's, yeah. I mean, he's a different beast, It's man. a little creepy, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shit, it's whatever works. Right. right. Whatever right. works. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Seahawks are in trouble. They're 2-5. and five. Uh, they do have the Jags next week, so maybe they can win that. The Saints have a tough test against the Bucks. They're not four oh and two, though. Oh my god! I just got a weird premonition that the Jags are going to win that game. Ooh, I like that. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. hopefully DK is a little bit more relevant. But yeah, I mean, nonetheless, sloppy, sloppy Monday night game. Um, but the Saints take this one, so now they're four and two. They got the Bucks. That kicks it. I mean, that ends it. That's the slate of games. Ugly games. You know, lopsided games. Um, but a lot of implications there. Let's talk about who stood out to us our yeah. segment of fantasy stud and dud who was your stud Shovit? yeah my stud is d Ernest johnson of course uh, he is yeah I'm, I'm a little biased because i went and got him from the waivers uh but this man 22 uh, attempts uh, 146 yards one touchdown so which is equivalent to 23.8 half point ppr points uh so you know you got to be happy right you got you got running backs that are injured you need to pick somebody up you get you put them in there gives you 23.8 solid points yeah thank you dearness johnson you're a beast you didn't miss a beat like i mean imagine we're having to replace a running back for a guy like that and you're like you don't know what you're gonna get right he comes out and does better than most of your running backs would do i did not sleep well that night after that. yeah shit i mean playing against each other thursday night (laughs) the first guy that plays and you're just like shit i gotta go into sunday down like 25 points i was expecting like two points or three points (laughs) And then it's like 24, 23. I was like, damn. Yeah, dude, definitely deserves your stud. Who is your dud? Yeah, my dud is going to be uh, Aaron Jones, all right? So Aaron Jones, you know, you're your number one running back potentially. Uh, only six attempts, 19 yards. I mean, what is that? 1.9 uh, PPR points um, or 1.9 points in yeah. general. So, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get my dud this week. Uh, so Aaron Jones. Need more. Yeah, need you need more, more from that. Yeah. They didn't have to do too much because the Packers were right. just cruise control pretty much. But nonetheless, bro, feed that guy. Um, definitely dud worthy. Maybe he ate some ate too many milk duds. Who knows? Um, show, give us your stud and dud. All right. So my stud is probably my f- most entertaining player to watch outside of the Minnesota Vikings players. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a real deal. I think once he smiles, the world's going to just explode because I don't think he'll ever smile. Um, but yeah, I love that just attitude about him. He's there to... It's business. It's just straight business. He had a serious injury, comes back, leads a piss-poor franchise like the Bengals, and takes down these big-name teams here and there, taking down formal MVP. Like, if that's not a definition of a stud, then I don't know what is. You know, and he even had the rights to decide who he wants to draft this week along with his – not this week, this year, along with his um, uh, coaches. And he was like, I I need Jamar Chase. Like, I – but you already have two other wide receivers that are really good. No, I want Jamar Chase. And you need an offensive line to protect you because that's why you were hurt for season. Just, no, I want just Jamar get me Chase. Jamar Chase. And here's the result of all of this. Yep. So, yeah, for all those reasons, just confidence out the wazoo. Joe Burrow is a stud. Quick note on Joe Burrow. You get So he went to LSU, right? right. You know what college turned down Joe Burrow? Texas? Alabama. Wrong. Nebraska Oscars. Oh, They're wow. like, we don't need Joe Burrow. 
Like we got other quarterbacks that never make the league. Oh no! And then you got another Martinez. Yeah, and we got fucking Adrian Martinez because that was Scott Frost guy. Anyways, that's just crazy <laughs> because a guy who literally took an LSU team and, I mean, he's probably one of the, if not the greatest LSU quarterback, quarterback of all yeah, time. Yeah, uh, arguably college quarterback of all time. Uh, and the Huskers said no. So yeah, that's a fun fact. Well, that, they're the dud. The Huskers decision the of the week. <laughs> yeah. But okay, uh, my dud, fantasy dud of the week is Mike Davis. Mike Davis, this was your week, bro. You're going against the Dolphins, and you got out played by every single person on that field uh you know and he also got hurt a little bit but that was later in the third quarter early fourth quarter but i don't even remember when that happened because you've been a dud all game long so i stopped looking at you gave me one fantasy point total so mike davis i will never start you again you are now a dud hell yeah mike davis eat those milk duds baby my stud and this is funny because i'm picking backing off of your stud just like they got that connection we got that connection i got jamar chase as my stud eight catches 201 yards and a touchdown 30.1 half point ppr points second overall second in receivers um the dude's fucking so good. Joe Burrow had him and Justin Jefferson at LSU. It still blows my fucking mind. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Wow. Like, that's insane. Wild. I that's mean, wild. that's wild. And he can't be stopped. Marlon Humphreys, he made him look like a ragdoll. Um, slants, outs, bombs, everything. Jamar Chase is there. He catches it. Burrow trusts him. That's the biggest thing for Joe Burrow. You want that guy. You get that guy. You take risks with that guy because you trust that guy, right? When you have a clear cut, sometimes you take risks that's okay. If he's one-on-one and he's not completely open, you throw the ball up because it's Jamar Chase and you trust him, mm-hmm. right? That's what you're supposed to do with the right. number one receiver. And he's proven everything and more. He's the real deal. He is, again, the definition of stud. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase seems like they're going to wreak havoc mm-hmm. in this league for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Arpon Dixit is going to be freaking swimming bangles. with happiness. The Bengals, Bengals, Bengals Arpon's Bengals. Yeah, Arpon's Bengals, man. Finally being relevant. So that's got to be exciting. He's my stud. My dud. Tough to do it, but I had to do it. Patty Mahomes is my dud. The Titans' defense came in being extremely vulnerable, right? We all talked about their inefficiencies. They'd been outscoring teams and putting up reckless amounts of offensive numbers to win games. And the Chiefs' offense puts up three points. Patty's got 7.76 fantasy points from a quarterback that most people draft like first round, second round, like too soon, too soon, uh, too early. Had an interception, had a fumble, lost. I mean, even if you're not winning the game, even if your team is in disarray, like a guy like Jalen Hurts, right? Team sucks. Team's in disarray. He's still consistently putting up 25 fantasy points. Yeah. When Derrick Henry has more fantasy points passing than me, <laughs> Dude, I think uh, more more touchdowns. At yeah. Least. Derrick Henry oh, threw a touchdown man. pass. Yeah, and uh, and no Patty touch- did not yeah. against the Titans defense. That's, that's dud worthy, man. Right. Patty, the expectations are through the roof for you and warranted because you're a transcendent talent. You got to be better. You're my dud. Um, so that's going to be short-lived, obviously, for his dudness, I'm sure. Is it going to be short-lived? Shit, I don't know, man. That's what the biggest, if this that's... the most worst contract in NFL oh my history? God. They got him for like 10 years. They got like weird incentives in there. Oh he God. like owns a team or yeah. some shit. Well, there was a stunt where like Aaron Rodgers kind of went through this as well after he like he uh, won the Super Bowl. So maybe it's just one of those things that like... Post-Super Bowl. Was hosts. that the relax year? Was that the year where they lost yeah, a lot? Yeah, week he was, like, six, relax. they were like, relax. And then they came R- back and it was amazing. E- yeah. So he, he could be going through that same sort of yeah. thing. That yeah, it doesn't look like it. It looks really bad because it's not just him. It looks like the yeah. whole team, the team sucks. Just, yeah. So they need to figure something out because relaxing is not the answer here. They need to do something about this. Yeah, they need to take some uppers because they do not need to be relaxing. Patty, you're my dud for the week. That wraps up stud and dud. Let's end the episode on waivers. Important, important topic. Who do we pick up this week? Who's important for guys in more bye weeks? Again, you talked about it. It's bye week galore to like week 14. People are going to need to find guys off the streets. Who do we like? 
Yeah, I've got three guys on my list here. Um, I've got uh, Kadarius Tony. Uh, he is a uh, 59% um, percentage owned in in in, fa- in uh, ESPN yeah. and Yahoo Sports. So he's probably a guy that can you, that you can probably get. Uh, I, I definitely like my chances. Um, Dan- if Danny Jones Daniel Jones is doing solid and, and and throwing the ball out like he should, then Kadarius Tony, we've seen him look good, should get the ball. Yeah, and uh, and one thing to note on that, the reason I feel like he's free agents is you and me, and I feel like a lot of people because bye week started last week and he was doubtful. Right, he was like a fringe guy that you were forced to drop to play a guy. So he's out there. He's definitely out there. Mm-hmm. You probably got to claim him, but he's definitely worth a waiver pick if he is out there and he'll healthy. Yeah. Second guy we've got on here is Carson Wentz. Definitely someone that you want to stream as a QB option. And then last but not least, we got Kenneth Gainwell. So Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Miles Sanders is hurt, so he could be a good person to for to fill that role. Mm-hmm. Um, Mainly because they like him on third downs to catch passes. Yep. So he might not be doing the bru- bruising early on, but they're not doing much bruising people running the ball anyways. So if th- you want one guy on that roster, um, you're either banking on Bart Scott, uh, is Boston, that Boston, Boston Scott. Yeah. You're you're either banking on Boston Scott to roll his fat ass into the end zone, <laughs> or you're banking on seven catches by Gainwell. Oh my god! The chances I like. Oh my god! The chances I like are <laughs> are Gainwell, are Gainwell catching those passes. Yeah, and then uh, obviously some other guys. We talked about it. Daniel Jones. You got quarterbacks going to be on bye weeks. So there's Daniel Jones gets to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense sucks. The Chiefs' defense sucks. It does. So Daniel Jones could be a viable option. We talked about Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins is still a fucking free agent, like forty only owned in 40% yeah, of leagues. Yeah, bi-week fill-in, why not? Yeah, bi-week fill-in. You talked about Gainwell. Uh, we and talked about the Packers receivers. Yes. Right? So None of them. I mean, if they're all out, someone's going to have to catch passes. Yeah. He likes Randall Cobb. Still he got does. that uh, camaraderie, that yeah. fucking connection. Cobb, yeah, yeah they're gonna, I mean, MVS. it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? Packers defense is okay. Actually, Packers defense is pretty good. They don't really allow more than 20 points for to many teams. I think they've only allowed 20 or, or more, like, maybe twice all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're a pretty good team. I don't know if they can keep up with the Cardinals. Um, but, yeah, I still expect it to be a high-scoring game because the Cardinals score over 30 points at yep. will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Someone's going to have to catch Someone's passes. Someone's going to score passes. Tanyan could be yeah, a good Tanyan could be a nice big play. Um, don't forget about Ricky Seals-Jones when yeah. you pick up players. We've been recommending him for the last two weeks. Three, yeah. Um, he's still only 51% owned, so you're not, you guys aren't listening. <laughs> Please listen because you only have one week to do this. They play Denver next. He probably will catch another touchdown or give you 10 points fantasy regardless of however he does it because after that, it's going to be Logan Thomas time again. So, yeah, that those are your pickups of the week. Yep. The rest will be uh, – as soon as we find out about them on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be putting them on our Twitters and on our next episode. So stay tuned. Yep, absolutely. Anything? Closing closing thoughts, remarks, concerns, questions? Yeah. Adam Thielen will score a touchdown in the end zone. Damn! In the end zone? Ooh. Where else will he score a touchdown? Not in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. So Adam, Th- I like, let's end every episode with a prediction this week. So you think Adam Thielen scores a touchdown, your prediction. And that's Sunday night football, the Vikings and the Cowboys. Holy shit. We got that episode on Thursday that we're going to preview everything, but give me your bold prediction for this week. Wow. Okay. So putting you on the spot, you're putting me on the oh, spot. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's all about. You've been talking about Rondell Moore not doing well. I'm going to say Rondell Moore gets a touchdown. Damn. All right. On Thursday night, baby yeah. again, against the Packers. I like that. I like that. And my bold prediction is the Detroit lions are going to get their first win against the Eagles this Damn. week. Week. People are going to look at the Eagles wow. as a defense my, streaming my, option. 
My and prediction I'm, is not even that bold anymore after <laughs> listening to you guys' <laughs> bold predictions. <laughs> it's fine, man. They got Justin Jefferson over there. They're playing the Cowboys. That could still be bold. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know people are probably going to contemplate picking up the Eagles as a streaming option for defense because they're playing the Lions. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It might don't be a trap. It. Might be a trap. Who knows? But again, that's my prediction. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're the only playbook. That was episode 14, week seven. Re- review, not preview, review. We're going to be back on Thursday this week again. Friday, I'm out of town, New York City, visiting my girlfriend. So we're going to record our episode of week eight preview on Thursday. So tune in. Thank you so much. Again, we're the only playbook. We'll see you on Thursday.